three, two, one. Hey, boss, big butts, haha, oy vey. <laughs> that was a that was a quote. Um, just I searched up Shark Tale quotes because I forgot to do an intro, and <laughs> I, you know, I wasn't going to spend the whole time trying to find a good one, so I just went with that one. Hello, I'm Adam from your. Oh, but there's sex. so many. I know. Yeah. Well. I scrolled down quite a lot. It's like, I don't know if they just put the whole script here or what happened, but <laughs> was I, gonna say, I was going to say, curse you, Shark Slayer. I don't know. Anyway, hello. <laughs> this is Sardonic Ass. Uh, curse you, Shark Slayer. Uh, I'm Ralph. Seppi. Yeah. yeah, I'm Alex from uh, the number one DreamWorks fan site. And uh, we're not allowed, there's still someone else to introduce here. I feel like you yeah, should do it, Ralph, though. Uh, I have a guest. Um, it's a friend of mine. His name's Cam. But uh, yeah, you can introduce yourself. Um, hi, hi, Cam. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Cam. Hi. Uh, uh, how are you? How are I'm you? Good. Doing? Thanks. Hello, uh, Adam, <laughs> Alex, and Ralph. Thank you all for having yeah. me. Thank you. Yeah, it's a, it's our pleasure. Yeah. Tell us. Uh, tell us about yourself. Yeah, we've known each I other s- a while. <laughs> right? We do. Yeah. Yeah. So my name's Cam. Uh, I like movies. I think mm-hmm. that's obvious. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. And then. And uh, Ralph and I are good friends. Uh, we met at Emerson College, which is a film school in downtown Boston. Uh, we met yeah. there our freshman year in 2016. Uh, what we do, I don't know if they still do this, but uh, we met on a, they call it the 48 hour film festival where mm. the students yeah. go to come together. They have to oh, make yeah, little yeah. short films. I don't think they do. I don't think they do it anymore. Yeah, you know? they might not. Because uh, of COVID or too yeah. stressful or what? Yeah, maybe COVID. <laughs> yeah, both too. Honestly, it is stressful, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they said it was stressful, but uh, it, it's yeah. fun too. And so we made the other two guys in the group uh, like kind of bowed out. But uh, mm-hmm. we made a movie <laughs> about a, a bread monster because, uh, you know, they, there's like certain criteria you have to follow. You need like a prop. You need to say a certain Yeah, word, we need to make thing. a B movie. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we we didn't win anything, but yeah, we did well, and that's how we met. We got like paired together. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> yeah, just like by co- coincidence. Yeah, and the other two guys were like, "Fuck this." So, uh, that, yeah, that's funny. And <laughs> then like the year be. after, I I didn't do it the year after because I was at a wedding. Um, but but uh, our roommates did it, and they did well. They um they did like a Wes Anderson themed one. That was their prompt, I guess. And then yeah. the year after, uh, you, Cam, you didn't work on it, but then we made Sauce, like which I made with them. Mm. And like Sauce is, mm-hmm. you know, that's the movie I directed. Mm-hmm. It's good. <laughs> People like that one. I mean, um, so yeah. Uh, and uh, you also do work, right? For, you worked for Boston Casting for a while. Um, you can I tell did, us about yeah. that and some of the films you worked on also. Sure. So, uh, Boston Casting is a casting company that hires extras. In case people don't know, uh, say, like, if there's a movie scene, uh, set in a shopping mall, you know, we need, uh, like 50 people in the background. So, hi, everybody. Get the list together. Tell yeah. them, no, they have to be there at 8 30 on Tuesday morning, all that stuff, where to park. And, um, yeah. so the projects I worked on that are come out in December are, were, uh, spirited. With uh, Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds, it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, which I haven't. I'm, mm-hmm. Well, I'm going. I wasn't aware of. Actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's got big stars. <laughs> yeah, Octavia Spencer, and also um, a Whitney Houston biopic called uh, "I Want to Dance with Somebody," which I think they just had a poster for today. Yeah, and yeah. Um, you guys, uh, they've done some good. Uh, you, um, uh, you guys have covered a few projects they worked on, like Knives Out and mm. uh, Sound of Metal, some good ones. Yeah, uh, okay. And uh, Coda, which they worked on. Yeah, uh, this one best picture. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah, they did Coda. Yeah, they did. Um, did they do like some location stuff for a uh, free guy in Boston? Because <laughs> free, free guy, guy yep. yeah, free yes. guy. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, because there's some scenes of, of Free Guy that are filmed. In Boston, Location's yeah, so very important they, in that film. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it was just like a city. You know, they just needed like cityscape. Yeah. For the video game world or whatever. Could have um, been Vancouver. Yeah, I just thought that was funny. Yeah, so uh, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, I've got a, a question. That's a good portfolio. Karen, sure. Just so we know who we're dealing with. What What's your <laughs> favorite and least favorite movies? Oh. Yeah. If you have one. Yeah. You can question. get some five stars, yeah, that you think. You guys have uh, covered quite a few of my favorites. Like, I love uh, the Godfather movies. Mm-hmm. I just like, you know, I like the, the scope of, you know, how, like, um, you know, it's kind of like a big epic, but they're very, like, watchable. Like, you can kind of, like, revisit them anytime. I love, sure. you know, the writing and the mm. acting. And, uh, yeah, I love, you know, like, Raiders of the Lost Ark and Empire Strikes Back. Stuff like, you know, like, a lot of, like, big, yeah, like, Yeah, we're iconic. in agreement a lot, Cam, in terms of, like, movies. Like, Almost Famous, that's one. Yeah. Uh, we both really like that one. Yeah. Uh, there's a few. Yeah. The Godfather ones are great, yeah. Yeah, uh, Shawshank what about some Redemption. of the worst? Yeah, Shawshank, yeah. What about some of the worst? <laughs> Aside from Shark Tale. <laughs> yeah, we'll get some of the skin. Jesus. There's yeah. some bad ones. Uh, a lot of the really bad ones Ralph and I have watched together. Like, we love watching Gaudy. Gaudy's <laughs> one we watched a lot in college. We watched that a lot, yeah. It's not even, like, my least favorite. It's just, like, a fun <laughs> to dunk I showed on. that movie to everyone I knew. <laughs> did you Did you watch Going Overboard with Ralph or no? I did not. Uh, he started it, and then oh. I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" We didn't finish yeah, it. You, yeah, you lucked out. Then that one's not. Yeah, <laughs> that one's not a fun bad movie. Yeah, that was a miserable. No, one. no, <laughs> legitimately no. torture. Supergirl, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was definitely not a sign of the the great actor that Adam Sandler would become. It was a inauspicious beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, we also uh, we mentioned. Um, the, the nostalgia critic who you're familiar with, he actually made some movies, you know, he basically, he didn't re- treat his, uh, actors very well, and they made like three hour movies, and they're awful. They're oh, so yeah. bad. Well, I watch, I watch those for you, of course. Only the yeah. finest kingdom. Those, those don't even count. Those don't even count as like movies, barely. I mean. Yeah, very barely. Um, <laughs> like the, by the broadest definition of a movie. Oh, they're longer than Lord of the Rings, aren't Have they? I watched any Steven Seagal with you? Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Okay. What, Steven Seagal, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard someone say Lord of the Rings. Sorry, it was that. <laughs> oh, I love those movies. Those aren't, those yeah, aren't bad yeah. ones. Uh, I'm trying to think of uh, some other least favorite. I'm not a big fan of uh, the second Transformers. That's that's not one of my favorites. Yeah, that okay. one's pretty notoriously bad. Although I haven't watched the ones that was the right so. right to strike one, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was that was yeah, when I was like actually scripts. angry, and then no. I just never watched the rest of them. <laughs> no, 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 it's not worth. And Adam, I actually, I like your review. Ralph and I watched uh, Megan is missing. That's oh. a, that's a half star. Oh, God. yeah, that's you a watched half the star. actual that film. Sucks. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. we watched the whole thing. Yeah, oh, no. it's so weird that like the fucking director, like I don't Michael Gore, yeah, the director's an oddball. He's a real character. <laughs> There was all, there was only like a tiny amount of like interview footage of him, but like <laughs> even just that small amount, I was like, "This is um, this is really something here." <laughs> Unique, yeah. sure. Kind of a strange mm-hmm. ego that doesn't match the product of that that he made. You know, mm-hmm. very bizarre. R.I.P. Megan. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's crazy. That film got like big on TikTok like in the past year. So, like, yeah, you thought it was dead in the water, oh, and then all of a sudden... Mm-hmm. That's the thing now. Movies just go viral on TikTok. Yeah, it gets this weird resurgence of Zoomers going, like, is this movie actually real? Did you know that this is a real yeah. thing that's happened, and it was a real Just found the scariest movie yet. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. 
And it sucks because, oh, like, yeah. uh, a lot there there were some people flocking to my review uh, from it, but not nearly enough because, like, I don't know. Uh, my review for it is like kind of uh, what's the word? Like um, shadow banned. It's like it's difficult to find oh, if really? you just search it even if you include like all the keywords like yms megan oh, is missing right. you have to scroll down so far to find it and I, it's because it's age restricted and demonetized and mm-hmm. so uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah like a bunch of my top yeah, videos unfortunately it. but yeah. oops um one bad one we've seen in like class for some reason was bride wars remember that oh yeah yeah we were discussing uh the theme it's right it, it was <laughs> bride wars at school yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's kind of a sub teacher, like the teacher oh, or okay. our other teacher professor. Yeah, is a out. replacement yeah. professor. Yeah, uh-huh. it was a replacement. Yeah, he was out for like the whole semester. <laughs> yeah, the second half, right? Yeah, like the second half of the semester. So we got a a new teacher, and she showed us Bride Wars. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, it's kind of a change of pace from like what we were watching before. But <laughs> mm-hmm. that's kind of funny. I <laughs> yeah, never was... actually watched it. <laughs> You've never seen Bride Wars? No. Yeah, that, I almost like I, got I... confused with that other <laughs> movie. That what was it? The one that kickstarted Melissa McCarthy's career? Oh, Bride Bridesmaids. Yeah. That yeah, one's yeah. funny. So, yeah, that's I saw that, which is much better. I think. I mean, but yeah, I'm looking uh-huh, at Bride Wars uh-huh. right now. I didn't know this movie existed. <laughs> uh huh. And uh, speaking of bridesmaids, I never saw it, but I was I was an extra in um, the Ghostbusters reboot, the the Paul mm. Feig. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was wondering if you were going to mention that. Yeah. Did you get screen time? Did you find yourself? Ralph, you know, made the review, so he was looking for me, but he couldn't find mm. me. That shot it also uh, in Boston. No, I didn't see you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see, I, you know, I was looking for you. It's like a scene toward the end. I was an extra in the Andrew Dominic film, The Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford, but. They there was <laughs> so much one. in that film that was cut and I'm for sure not in it, but it's fine. <laughs> um, I was like yeah, thirteen. It's kind of cool. So it would, yeah. I don't know. I was a, I was that's a pretty cool. Child holding a newspaper, basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, wow, that's a fun one. It was a cool experience, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely fun to do at least one. You know, if if you'd never been on a film set yeah. before, it's cool to to be herded around like out. cattle. Yeah, <laughs> as an yeah, extra, sort of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just try not to get in anyone's way. Um, fuck, yeah. There was um, there was like a really, there was like some some weird kid there who was like, I don't know what was wrong with him or like how he was raised, but he was like, he was mad that I was like sitting at the spot on the train next to him where the uh, where the camera would see me but not him. He's like, yo, the director told me uh, that he wants me to switch places with you. I'm like. No, he didn't. Shut up. He was just like lying to me. <laughs> it was like the weirdest thing. He was like, yeah, he was close to my. He was like twelve or something. And I was like so mad that this kid would exist. I'm like, you. Piece How of did shit. you find out about it if you're only thirteen? Um, I, there was an ad in the newspaper, I think. Um, because they felt it, oh, cool. it was filmed in Edmonton, um, at Fort Edmonton mm-hmm. Park, um, which is like this place uh. that uh, you know, they. What is this thing even called? It's like you know, almost like one of those like Renaissance fairs, but it's like it's kind yeah, of yeah. like heritage of like early Canada sort of thing, but settlers and blah 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 mm-hmm. blah. So they keep all this old architecture, and every once in a while, a movie uh, decides to film there because it's all the infrastructure is already set up. It's like oh, okay, so Ginger Snaps Three, the prequel, was filmed there, um, and yeah, this uh, okay. assassination of Jesse James, and so. Uh, yeah, not not many movies get filmed at Edmonton, so when it happens, it it becomes like a little bit of a you know newspaper thing. And so I mm. got some headshots, I sent in a thing, and then took the day off 
school when I was 13. It was a cool experience. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That is fun. And that, that is a common thing, Adam. You know, people fighting for the spotlight when they're extras. Yeah. You know, everybody so wants annoying. something on camera. <laughs> so you're an extra. <laughs> I remember seeing an ad for being extra for that movie Doubt when I was like a kid. I, oh, I do yeah. remember that. So yeah, those are common. That's a good movie. Like, yeah, I didn't end up going. Maybe I should have. I could have been in Doubt. It was a pretty good movie. <laughs> you work with like a casting agency for extras. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. Is there, have you noticed any like big difference or discrepancy in terms of like obviously um, higher budget versus lower budget films? Is it just like less uh, people to have to do paperwork for? Is it just like the volume of people or is there like an entirely, is there like a different process that people might not be familiar with? I guess in terms of like, um, if it's like a bigger budget, like just like the scope of it, you know, more like crowd, like the Whitney Houston one had like a lot of big crowd scenes. We, you know, some nights we needed like, you know, 300, 400 people. Ugh. And, um, wow. Independent stuff. Um, yeah. Independent stuff is more. How recent was that? That the shot, uh, like in the winter will come wow. out uh, soon. Still using like real mm. people in like 300, 400. Yeah. Wow. I'd assume like a lot of crowd shots would just be CG nowadays. But... Yeah. Right. Yeah. For like a big so it's kind of like a combination. So I, I, yeah, mm-hmm. I think what they do, they might have like you know certain people in the foreground, and then like fill in the rest with CGI. Yeah, yeah, sure. But it, still, it like four hundred more people real in the people, movie. though. Yeah, that's crazy. that might be a crowd of like thousands of people in the movie, though. You know, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. the kind of duplication. Yeah, they're just the best. Yeah. Copy paste, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. You start exactly. seeing twins if you zoom in far enough. <laughs> well, right. if you have more people, it's harder. Yeah. To see. Yeah. Yeah, like certain movies, if it's like a smaller budget, you might see like the same extras more than once. Uh, yeah, True. I think it depends. I'm sure like, you can do mm-hmm. point that out. Yeah. Good and, movies um, are like good low budget, like they hide it really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of interesting. Um, just like one of the things for the assassination of Jesse James, the assistant director, basically for people walking in the background of a shot, like I guess presumably we would have been out of focus anyway, but we were just like, we would walk from one end of the frame to the next end of the frame and then one of the assistant directors would be like okay now go back and like give us a slightly different direction or like a different prop or like a different hat so to create the illusion that there's like Mm. far many more people than are there actually are in the background and again this shot never got used (laughs) there's a lot of like deleted footage for this film but Mm -hmm. um i found that pretty interesting it was so funny i was Mm. like i I have this weird kind of like cringe memory of just being like 13 and i i like the the assistant director was like waiting for the proper sunlight uh there was like some clouds we needed to, the clouds to move out of the way or whatever and um i remember just like say because i was right next to him but ready for my cue i was like oh yeah i made some i made some movies with my friends and uh, i remember how the sunlight was bo- <laughs> like i was tr- i was like trying to relate and just being like oh yeah i hate it when the sunlight gets it you know it's not consistent he's like yeah he kind of just like looked at me like giving me this look like shut up kid you do- you have no idea what this is like or maybe I just like yeah. overinterpreted it, but it was just one of those like weird cringe memories of like he didn't like me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the ones that stick. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's just long hours. People get uh, crabby, and and also like yeah. you know uh, when you work on sets, you realize just how much goes into like my what might be like ten seconds of actual screen time. You know, like you know certain yeah. like full you know twelve you know could be fourteen hour days, and then it's like yeah, it's like one scene in the movie. <laughs> yeah, everyone's stressed behind schedule, trying to hit deadlines up against the budget. It's like a horrifying environment, <laughs> and that's why forty eight f- hour film festivals are so cool 
is because they prepare you for that to work under like intense yeah. pressure. Mm-hmm. I think that that's like a very valuable um, skill to learn if you're like interested in filmmaking. That's why those like constrained time limit <laughs> concepts are so good to to teach filmmakers. Oh yeah, you know mm-hmm. you should learn how to work with a little Re- instead you're of a very lot. restricted. Yeah, how to work under pressure. Yeah, how to edit under a crunch. You're restricted yeah. in time and also the kind of movie. The kind of movie mm-hmm. you can make yeah you can't make the movie you've always wanted to make <laughs> you got to make a certain kind of genre or something i think they all kind of do that that you have to pick a genre or they pick the genre for you also yeah yeah, yeah but yeah I, I love those kind of festivals yeah and then that, that you know those limitations you guys meant that could also be conducive to creativity because if, you, if you're mm-hmm. limited you know you could say that in like great movies too like with low budgets you know if you can only mm-hmm. show so much you know like with jaws whiplash, you know? um, yeah oh yeah jaws is a good one but like whiplash they made that in like 18 days right <laughs> and then we yeah. a really low budget yeah looks awesome yeah, yeah. um jaws yeah that's one too that's a classic uh and it was fun. Uh, one more thing about the 40 hour film festival. When Ralph and I, it was the first time we had met, uh, when we were walking back to our dormitories, uh, Ralph's like, I'm making this movie called Lover and I need this character. I like the way you talk. So I think you could play it. And I said, uh, okay. <laughs> and then oh, we, yeah, I was yeah, in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's basically it. <laughs> and the rest is history. Yeah. Yeah. The rest is history, right? Speaking yeah. of is history, what's up with Netflix cucking themselves so bad? Yeah, getting some news. <laughs> what are they yeah, doing? Did yeah, you, did you hear about it's this? About time. <laughs> yeah, it's about time. Is everybody informed? So yeah, what the fuck's going on? Their stock like tanks. Yeah, right? in like, not that I care. In I'm like a them. day, <laughs> it was like uh, the the public perception of Netflix and like their viability of a company is just like decimated a day. Like they're still probably going to be fine, but like shareholders are like freaking out. Netflix is all of mm-hmm. a sudden doing this whole like, well, it looks like we have to stop people from sharing passwords to make up for this lost revenue. I'm like, this yeah, isn't going to be help. good. Now they're saying like they're actually implementing commercials now. Like <laughs> what? So. So did anything happen specifically? It was did- a response to them losing subscribers for the first time. Yeah. Like they've never lost subscri- or reported losing subscribers. Yeah. And this mm. is the first time. So, yeah. It was a negative. They're going to add commercials now. Really? Well, yeah. I was complaining about this on um, oh, one yeah, of the competitors yeah. to Netflix called Now TV. Like, it was so bad. And it had all these different tiers for, like, ads and all this. And I was just thinking, I'm never, I only got it to watch Succession and then just dropped it as quick <laughs> as possible. If, mm-hmm. if Netflix going down that path, forget about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> did they just think they could be kings forever and yeah, just like so keep funny. doing the same business model, keep like producing two seasons of a show that's potentially interesting, then dropping it and just filling up the catalog with a bunch of like reality TV stuff that's easy to make and like murder, like, yeah. like documentaries. Yeah. Their content got really They can't compete. Consistent. You, yeah. you have to also think of this from like a, a realistic, like actual marketing perspective of like, where is the cap for growth in streaming services anyway? So it's like, this is the first quarter where they've actually lost subscribers. There's a bunch of other competitors in the market. People can only afford so many streaming services, right? Um, where is that cap anyway? You can't like, I, I know companies love to think that there is never a limit to how much growth there is. And it, especially yeah. in the United States, like they have a contractual legal obligation to put their shareholders' interests <laughs> Above everything yeah, else, to make even if it's only in the short term, right? And so it's like, okay, well, we got to do something to make up for the shareholders. It's like, ah, like you can't, I, I don't know. The idea of this like constant never ending growth is like, it seems mm. 
yeah. unrealistic. They've reached saturation point with this style of business too. Yeah. Like, they can't compete with something like Disney Plus. They just let it exist in the background, building momentum. And the difference between it, like a Disney and a Netflix, is Disney has that back catalog of IP. What does Netflix mm-hmm. have? I guess it's got like Stranger oh. Things and the old show, but there's nothing that rivals that that intellectual property. Yeah. They can't mm-hmm. maintain it, especially with them dropping shows. Same with fucking HBO now. It's like they have mm-hmm. all yeah, of and HBO. The, I was going to yeah. say fucking, that. Yeah, HBO Max. <laughs> yeah, the content they make is great. And it's all like Batman. Like, yeah, it's fucking awesome content. I don't know. Uh, they can't, Netflix can't really compete with that. Yeah. But they pulled all the Marvel stuff off Netflix and put it on Disney Plus. Like, yeah. That, that was crazy. <laughs> we might still have a bit of it in Canada. The contracts are different per country. I think it expires soon oh, if it had it already. Yeah. Yeah, probably. The, their other response, of course, was to gut their future animated projects because of course that's, that, a, that's the first that's head to roll one. yeah that's yeah, sure to make yeah i was angry. reading <laughs> apparently um their their numbers that, that they expect for their animated shows so compared to like the the boss baby DreamWorks show that's on there and if it if it doesn't if it doesn't match then you know it's, it hits the chopping block weird animation is too risky it's not going to get enough eyes unless it's a DreamWorks boss baby picture. It's so depressing, especially I was, I was thinking about it this morning when I started watching uh, your part one Lion King review of all those clips talking about like just the state of animation and about what the average person thinks about animation. It's just so mm-hmm. sad. So mm-hmm. a bunch of like promising projects, at 2D ones coming from Netflix, they've been kind of pushing animation in a good way the last few years like i know arcane isn't 2d but that was like a that went into more more of an adult market it seemed like that Mm -hmm. was really popular but yeah we still got a new season of love death and robots coming out but like i wonder what the fuck's gonna happen like that seems already made that you know but i don't know yeah i just feel like they've really been lacking the content here's the real kicker on top of this According to the Wall, uh, Wall Street Journal report, Netflix, Netflix apparently spent $30 million on each episode of the show's upcoming fourth season of Stranger Things. $30 million. Which is double what HBO paid wow. for each episode of the final season of Game of Thrones. $30 yeah. million per episode for the new Whoa. season of Stranger Things, according to the Wall Street Journal. When was the third season? Like 2019? It's been a couple of years. Oh, I have no fucking idea. It's just funny how they're bleeding money, though. <laughs> <laughs> like... I yeah, don't, yeah. I don't know how Spending much tons, I haven't even watched yeah. the new episodes of Stranger Things, so I don't know how much one is supposed to cost from a perspective of like production value or if I would see the budget in it, but it's just it seems yeah. crazy that it's double what Game of Thrones final season was in terms of a budget, right? That seems crazy, mm-hmm. right? Just on that alone. Mm-hmm. It seems yeah. much smaller scale, but I guess they have the CGI. I don't know if it's like actors salaries. Yeah, that seems like an astronomical amount. Definitely. Yeah. Uh what did they have this year even? Squid like they had Squid Game. Squid Game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you'd Sorry, think that would be saying? like a really big enough hit that it would gain subscribers. Squid Game was sure. everywhere. Mm-hmm. But is there a season two of Squid Game? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe the future. A lot of people are turning this into like a conversation about the quality of Netflix's content. I think it's I think it's more of a conversation about the viability of just growth in streaming platforms. We might just be reaching that point where like Netflix but as you don't the think biggest the content on there is like kind of crappy i mean most of it is <laughs> like yeah. a lot of it yeah yeah, yeah. most of it is but Bunch of you also have to remember like just because the content's crappy doesn't mean people aren't watching it yeah that, that's like true the too. fucking adam sandler movies it's like people are watching those yeah sure yeah um but i feel like people watch good stuff i people people want to watch good stuff and there's like a market for that and there's also a market for like adam sandler kind of junk 
I just feel like they need to, you know, invest in like content and making good content or at least content that people want to watch. Mm-hmm. Like that Irishman movie or Marriage Story. Those movies mm-hmm. are great. Mm-hmm. Um, Mink, they yeah. should they should be making shit like that. I don't like think the animated stopped. movies like Klaus. I think they've still got like good stuff on the. Horizon. I feel like it's been it's a just... while. And the thing is, like, even if they do, they have a lot more competition now. Like you said, like yeah. with HBO, like they have all those great movies too, like all these Oscar winning movies and what, yeah. what have you. Uh, HBO, Amazon, Hulu—they all have new shows, like the Halo show. I don't know which one that is. I that's think it's uh, Paramount. That's Paramount. Oh, that's plus. Paramount. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one thing I, I have yet to start that, Alex, but I will. Don't worry. <laughs> you know, they all have. They all have they all have these like magnum opus shows coming out basically, and mm-hmm. you know it, it, that's what I mean. The content like you need something to compete with Halo, otherwise you're going to become like completely irrelevant. And like a- after Stranger Things, what do they have? Like what's what's the next Netflix draw show aside from Squid Game? Maybe the other streaming services also weren't already on top. Like they have much more room for growth in terms of like what the the full potential of too. the market is. Yeah. Right, so they wouldn't be reporting losses unless they're cnn plus which it existed for like 20 days and then they just gave up <laughs> but you know um <laughs> oh really most oh yeah <laughs> that was a funny existed. one yeah exactly um, <laughs> that existed yeah that was very recent but yeah most hbo <laughs> max amazon even maybe um you know i apple tv or whatever apple tv plus like these are all going to yeah, be reporting yeah. growth because they haven't they can't, haven't come close to reaching like the potential of their their market cap if that's the Word, their, uh, demographic. Yeah, they're still in the gathering phase where the the monthly price is low. Yeah, whereas Netflix was already on top. Yeah, yeah whereas mo- Netflix is raising that price each month because yeah. yeah, they can't squeeze the growth out of just collecting. Yeah, as much as I audience. love their UI, it's like it's, the content's not. You know that that's that's what's most important to me. And in terms of like what content mm-hmm. exists on each platform, I've said this before. HBO Max is like easily the most interesting one for me they've they've trapped themselves because while they're kind of relying on the squid game kind of virality where they just hope it just takes off and gets memed and just sits in pop culture everywhere but something like squid game it wasn't the writer like it took him 10 years to get it he's been tinkering on this story for years and years it doesn't seem like the type of thing they can really serialize that easily because you kind (laughs) of need that for these like leading keeping people subscribed shows like a mandalorian type shit you know where it's like a never-ending story that's going to keep people around like stranger things it's been the same season for four seasons basically it's yeah. like the same thing there's not much to it that's funny yeah. and these are like the leading shows like that meanwhile like they have like a, a really diverse like interesting universe set up with like the the dark crystal they invest oh, a yeah. bunch of money that into that so all weird. this world building all this time drop it after one season what what yeah. do you think it like we've mentioned breaking bad that took multiple seasons to get that ball rolling you got to invest like grand level you can't expect everything to just take off like, yeah. it's so frustrating to me, that side of it, all these yeah. like, potential stories that were dropped. Mm-hmm. Definitely. How do you uh, feel about this, Cameron? Uh, it's just, I, I think it's inevitable. Like you guys said, like, you can only g- get bigger and bigger for so long. I mean, Netflix was like the only game in town, I think, for a while with the streaming. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't even know when that, I remember even before they had like House of Cards, you could watch movies on there. And, but now there's so many, like you guys mentioned, Disney Plus and HBO Max. Like, I don't even know all of them. Hulu. There's, there's so know. many yeah. factors so now. Many. That, Paramount it's Plus. Such, it's just such a different landscape. Like, all these things we're talking about affected. They licensed yeah. a lot of content from other mm-hmm. studios, and it was easier for them to retain the rights before yeah. other studio, before other companies had streaming uh, services of their own. 
Yeah, exactly. I find it absolutely insane that like Netflix as a company, they exist because they took advantage of this previously existing landscape of media companies being like, we don't have to adapt and change. We can just do the same thing forever. And it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. we're on top forever. And it seems like Netflix is now <laughs> falling into that same trap of just, yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't know if it's because they're like a publicly traded company. Maybe that's just an inevitable part of that or like how that works. But <laughs> Too big for its bridges. It's a mindset. Maybe they're just getting old. Whoever's, you know, managing it. Fucking boomer brain. Like I have no idea what's going on, but I find it like kind of ironic in that sense. It's just like, wow, you're really, sure. you're really allowing this to happen to you. Did you know that Blockbuster could have bought uh, Netflix? Like Netflix wanted to sell to Blockbuster. <laughs> they provided them with an offer in like the late '90s or like early 2000s, maybe. No, probably the late '90s, maybe. Even, yeah, I don't even remember what year, but they were small enough that uh, Blockbuster basically laughed it off. Like they could have bought them for like a million dollars or something, like insanely cheap compared to like oh, what their market value is today yeah he's laughing now yeah, yeah. <laughs> they missed out on that one. it's like the producers that turned down uh the beatles <laughs> yeah, lost yeah. out on that profit <laughs> yeah it's just like that it's like the assistant director on the assassination of jesse james who didn't like the kid next to him that said <laughs> talked about the clouds <laughs> exactly i'll show you yeah you made sure your shot was cut out <laughs> So much of Netflix's like original content is such like junk, like horror yeah. movies. <laughs> like, it's like uh, I, I can't stand that kind of shit. Zack Snyder movies. <laughs> it's trash, but I believe that it's trash because people watch it. Though, I believe that it. I believe that right. it's just because they are the most subscribed service that it's trash because most mm-hmm. people love trash. That fucking what was that called? Red Notice. People love that shit. Yeah. Yeah. True. Army of, was it Army of the Dead. Yeah. yeah, all sorts of these big streaming movies. <laughs> that won the Oscar. How, how can their how can their stock be tanking now? Like, wasn't that wasn't Red Notice the biggest movie of last year? Like, how is yeah. their stock tanking? And like now? Squid Game, you know, it's it because they reported sense. a loss of subscribers, but that doesn't mean that like they're yeah. st- they're still mm-hmm. number one, right? So yeah. I don't know. I think th- a now. lot of their stock stocks are speculation, right? Mm-hmm. Like the market reacts to the public perception of the company that may or may not be accurate in terms of like how what potential they have in a market so yeah but this like perception like that's that's like what we're talking about yeah <laughs> it's not good now yeah like it's like people just realize they're like, reflexively people reacting just realize like all the pieces yeah all the pieces came together like yeah there's like a million other streaming services like their content sucks like <laughs> there's all these problems like that we address and that we said and it's just like comes out and yep. yeah people just reacted to it now but have but- you stopped paying for it yet that's the question because i haven't i'm still i'm still paying. um i'm using my parents I account my dad's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i use my parents so if they yeah. crack down then not for oops, i guess uh maybe i'll just warm up some tortillas <laughs> right that's why i still have it there's no reason to like not have it because like you know they have a good thing on there every once in a while. It's way too expensive to justify for me watching like one series every like four months, maybe. Because I don't mm-hmm. really watch a lot on Netflix. Mm. There's like a HBO couple I use all the time. Yeah, I, I pay for HBO Max even though they're trying to make me not because I'm in a different country. <laughs> but I'm splitting the cost <laughs> with somebody in the United States. Yeah. Yeah, same. I'd love, to, I'd love to pay for it. I'd love to have the option to pay for I'm it. I'm using a cool. VPN. Yeah. I'm going yeah. out of my way to pay for a service I actually use. <laughs> So. 
And HBO Max has way more movies, more like classic Criterion collection. That's better right. yeah, like, yeah. better catalog. Best of the best. An endless catalog. Less fucking junky horror movies and like thriller. Crow. Yeah, they have way more real movies. Adult Swim. Fucking HBO yeah, original Morty programming. All this stuff. They got the Snyder Cut. Even better. <laughs> exactly. That's the well, they have the, they have the new Batman, which people want to see. Yeah. The yeah. Batman. Nirvana Man. That's good. Easily accessible. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Nirvana yeah. song. Yeah, that's that's how it should be. I don't think it's still the case, but I think there was like an inherent bias towards Netflix just because it was so easy. You know, you could, it was on streaming. It's like you know, if it's not on Netflix, I don't really care. But now, like, there's so many streaming services now. I don't think that's really the case yeah. anymore yeah. with Disney Plus. You know, that Star oh. Wars and Marvel, so much it, stuff. It was about convenience. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well. The we saw a movie in a theater called The Northman. It wasn't convenient to leave my house, but we did it anyway. So, how was that for everybody? Oh, The Northman. Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. The new yeah. Eggers joint. Yeah. New Eggers. New Eggers joint. Goes my Eggers. Like yes. Uh, <laughs> um, it was. I thought it was great. I love his yeah. movies. I thought it was this great. Is good. This is good. So this is what we want. This is one of, what we want shit. to be seeing. And we've just yeah. been complaining about the same IPs like being reused and recycled. And here we have. Well, actually, in a way, it's like a story as old as time. If we're talking about myths and uh, mm-hmm. Norse mythology, the the original stories of humanity. It's in kind a way. of writing a trend, I'd say. Of like, um, it's like Vikings are kind of in. There's like the Vikings show. Oh, is <laughs> it Assassin's yeah. Creed game? that's like Viking themed. Like I think people I like Vikings aware. or whatever. Yeah, people or like, like the Nordic. aesthetic, don't they? Yeah, I think that's like a big part of this film, or like the Nordic mythology and the religion, which I thought was all pretty well integrated into the story. I thought, like, I actually really enjoyed mm-hmm. those parts of the film that were more um trippy or uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> like the religious stuff. They're like flights of fancy. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a hero's quest, but with, you know, like certain touches of, um, you know, Eggers, you know, uh, filmography, sure. like mysticism. And it feels very grand. Yeah, the mysticism. Mm-hmm. It feels very like, oh, it's his destiny to defeat yeah, I like this character and get his revenge. Yeah. It feels like a very epic story in that way. And I, I do like how you see um his whole life. It's a story about you see him as a young boy, innocent, and then you see his whole life basically play out in this film. And it's pretty, like, you know, an epic story in that way. Like, it's quite powerful. Um, I feel like I got a lot of out of it <laughs> in that way. Um, I don't know if we said spoilers. We should. I, wanna... I mean, we'll, I <laughs> yeah. mean, spoilers, yeah. everybody. Spoilers for the Northman. Somebody left a comment on my Lion King review saying I should have said spoilers. I'm like, this is a two and a half hour <laughs> breakdown. Nah, that's one way you can see. Just get <laughs> I don't know what you expect That's here. ridiculous. Yeah, it's been out for a couple of years now. Why are you watching And it's it? funny you mentioned <laughs> there are some similarities between The Lion King and The North. Yeah. The kid gets oh, yeah. portrayed by his own. True. Yeah, it's, it is very Hamlet oh. story. It's yeah. the Hamlet. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Kimba. It's a very it's a very Kimba type story. <laughs> yeah. It reminded me, uh, like, you know, like, there were, like, biblical elements, like, uh, later in the movie when... Um, uh, Amleth is trying to like take down his uncle. He kills certain men my, one by one. It kind of reminded me of like the plagues coming down, like in the Moses story. Yeah, you know mm. how he's mm. kind of yeah, systematically yeah. No, taking yeah, down. Yeah, I was down. actually reminded of that during that same sequence. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, to me, it reminded it had elements of like the Green Knight and the Revenant. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if you agree. Yeah. yeah. It felt like both. I like yeah. The Revenant a lot more. I'm just going to throw that out, but I still enjoyed this for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to mention The Revenant too. Yeah, very similar, The Revenge Story. Yeah. Um, some good uh, character stuff in this film. I, I really like the acting for the mm-hmm. most part. And yeah. It's funny, Nicole Kidman plays his mom in this film and um, in Big Little Lies, I think, uh, I think the same of the show. They're like um, husband and wife. Oh yeah, <laughs> Alexander Skarsgård mm, so and Nicole Kidman. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I like when they took that character. It's mm-hmm. a little. Um, it was mm-hmm. kind of unpredictable. Yeah, and I felt that way about like most of the characters. Like I didn't really know where it was going necessarily. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a lot of moving pieces, and and yeah, like the the religion element, like the whole scene where he fights the the viking ghost or whatever and reclaims his sword like there's all this um the mysticism made it a little more interesting for me mm-hmm. and I, I felt it was very well integrated into the movie classic um, eggers yeah but also just it just works well as a revenge tale <laughs> like just yeah, surface sure. level before you engage in any of the themes or the the myth angle it is just a solid revenge tale um that that does pull back the curtain at a certain point and, and explore the 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 very concept of revenge and mm-hmm. how it's it's kind of fleeting and it's like a self-fulfilling circle that just leads back to itself and mm-hmm. it's yeah. I, I, I know it's like a controversial like game and story but um like i kept thinking about the last of us part two and mm-hmm. what it was trying to do with revenge yeah, and i just yeah. felt, <laughs> felt like i wish i could have contrasted to this movie at that time just to be like, oh, uh, so th- yeah, these ideas are they're, they're solid, but it needs to be kind of framed yeah, yeah. in something like the North one to to pull off that kind of story. And people who played that game and know all the controversy will know what I'm talking about. But mm. yeah, I think your solid revenge tale and I, just this thing he's got going on where each movie is is very unique and paced totally different on its own, but they're all very clearly Eggers and his style integrating the the old like mythology and just his style is so unique and mm-hmm. i think the escalation of it too having like action scenes in the scale of the northman compared to the, the the bottle like one location like isolation of the lighthouse it's a good well i don't think it's as good as the lighthouse it's a good i think progression for his sure. career and where to take it working with that bigger budget the bigger mm. cast of well-known actors i think people are enjoying it too it's one of these yeah. more kind of indie well it's not indie but from eggers <laughs> no, that kind of production it's like no. a 70 million dollar budget oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but more the presentation yeah, yeah. of the story yeah yeah it does it does feel like kind of artful so uh, yeah in a way nobody look up the budgets i'm gonna we're gonna do uh-huh. a guessing game here so the witch what do you think the budget was for the witch the witch oh well i know um well then <laughs> you guys go. people who don't oh, know. for the witch yeah i'm gonna guess a couple hundred thousand i'll say uh two million it was four million i think it looks i think it looks okay. more like more than four million just ba- the cinematography alone but i think it looks excellent the yeah, yeah the witch mm-hmm. yeah anyway uh the lighthouse some of that might budget. be marketing too like um uh, yeah mar- uh, lighthouse yeah. yeah that one i actually don't know um so i'll, I'll guess like i don't know eight million <laughs> yeah between five and ten ten million it's eleven million okay okay the northman <laughs> yeah that's this one i know 70 yeah, seventy sounds about right. Yeah, it says ninety million on the Google search. Not oh, really. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, this is oh, yeah. it's okay. almost a hundred million dollar yeah. movie, which is yeah, crazy. It feels like it in a way because um, like um, yeah, that's that's why I like it more than not not the lighthouse, but the witch. I just think it's like a much more epic film, like in terms of that presentation. Like 
it does feel grander scale. Like, he, mm-hmm. he doesn't have to um, kind of restrain himself in any way in terms of his vision of, like, what the story is. It's, like, basically exactly what's in his head. Um, that's the sense I got. Mm-hmm. And it feels really cool, you know. Like, visually, I thought the movie was excellent. Yeah. It was pretty perfect. So much, like, location shooting. And the way yeah. they, like, shoot the action, like, keeping it on the character. Uh-huh. And the lighting's awesome. Shots. The, the mist yeah. of it and, um, like, the flames and a lot of natural lighting, too, sure. The, the violence was really brutal and well shot. Yeah. You know, all that was excellent. And the sound, too, and the music and, you know, all those elements of the movie. Like, it's a really technically well-made movie. Yeah. It had, like, a good crescendo, like, a good kind of climactic build up with the music especially i think the music got a lot better mm-hmm. as it went along sure there was a bit more subtle mm-hmm. I love in the beginning ending, yeah. um mm-hmm. i think my favorite scene was um when he first like confronts nicole kidman and there's that reveal of yeah. like how she well supposedly like called for the death of his father and you know it's like tarnishing his I- idea of what his father is like i, I really like that angle yeah. Of the film, I think yeah. that brings a lot. Yeah, to the it. movie escalates yeah. after that scene. That was a great. Yeah. I thought scene. she was great. It was just yeah. acting. Yeah, you know, right. that's something yeah. that Robert Eggers is really great at: is making like really compelling scenes of just people talking. Like, I thought mm. that that was better than any of the action, honestly. As much as I appreciate like the gore and the the you know the spectacle of things, like Robert Eggers is very very talented <laughs> at like characters and dialogue yeah. and performance. Um, and that yeah. shows throughout his film's catalogs. So, yeah, yeah, that's my favorite for sure. Uh-huh. And you get really engrossed in the the landscape. You know, he doesn't rely on green screen. You know, especially like something like the lighthouse. You really feel oh, yeah. the rain and yeah. the cold. And th- this is the case for this one too. Like you, you, it, it, they're like in a hellish environment, and you kind of get swept up in mm-hmm. it because mm-hmm. you know it's like it's yeah, like there's no escape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely for sure. I mean, all the characters were like really strong. I felt in all their performances. <laughs> Anya Taylor Joy's character, I saw some criticism about her. I thought she was good in the film. I I, I enjoyed her character just fine. What did people like, criticize yeah. about it? Yeah, she's not in the movie. Like, they wanted her to be in the movie more. Maybe oh. or, I thought she was in the movie just oh. enough. It was just like perfect. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah I thought the, that was yeah, balanced quite well. Actually, outside of it, it's just like the one part of his life that's like not total hell, basically. <laughs> or yeah, that that hope and. You know, I enjoyed the imagery of like the family tree and that how yeah, that ties in I like that uh, a lot. later into the film with involving her. Yeah. And yeah, that was super cool. And like, yeah, that that imagery is not something I expected really. Yeah. That was um, one of my favorite sequences. Yeah, seeing like the Valkyries sure. as well. That imagery is cool. It almost felt like kind of the fountain or like Aronofsky esque. Yeah. Although yeah, I don't like the fountain. Uh, <laughs> I don't really. Uh, it's okay. I like, <laughs> I like this better than the fountain. Um, but I, f- I felt the influences. There's a lot of different things. The, the, the Shakespeare and um, Revenant, the Revenge Tales, and yeah, the Vikings. And, but it's all these things. Kind of, it felt very focused to me, and it was always focused on that main character and his perspective, and you know, like telling that story. And yeah, it's it's a long film. I but I enjoyed it. Like it didn't feel too long to me. Like I I enjoyed being there mm-hmm. and. I, I enjoyed the spectacle of it, the violence, and, like, it, it feels kind of, like, um, I don't know, trash, here's the word. <laughs> it, it, it's not trying to be, like, an art film, like The Lighthouse. It's not, it's not as subtle. Spectacle. It's not as vague. It's, it's far more conventional and accessible yeah. movie than, than like, uh, those movies are. Yeah, yeah. 
for sure. Um, it feels like myth. It feels like a timeless story. But it still feels like an Eggers movie. Like yeah. I was thinking of all the elements that come in a lot, like his use of animals and like the the paranormal stuff, and mm-hmm. his dad is like the raven spirit or whatever. Like that felt like an Eggers thing. <laughs> yeah. It felt like the the seagulls or whatever in the lighthouse or in in the witch. There's something similar to the, the, the goat, crows. Yeah, and the, yeah goat. the goat. Yeah, and like the animal violence or whatever in in this movie too, and the especially like the gross out humor too, like um, the fart jokes and yeah, the that, and see, okay, that's yeah. <laughs> is that one of your criticisms? I found that kind of weird in this movie. In the lighthouse, yeah, this is kind of like weird a in this movie. <laughs> half comedy, right? You open up the movie with a fart, yeah, uh-huh. but it continues with that tone. It sets the tone. This film is like completely serious outside of like the fart. And it's just so weird that it's in there. Outside of, like, Willem Dafoe's character, yeah, it's, like, completely bleak. <laughs> I heard that there was studio interference with this film. I heard that this had to be, like, recut a, a few times. Maybe some extra shots were added. Maybe some were cut out. And so I'm looking at the film with that in mind and th- thinking, like, man, it's so weird that, like, out of all the things, if, you know, a studio executive trying to make this, like, the most, like, appealing film ever <laughs> or, like, universally appealing to, like, modern audiences. But it still, at the end of the day, feels like a, a Robert Eggers art house film, like a weird movie that's not really yeah. going to appeal mm-hmm. to a lot of people. And it's crazy that, like, sure. the burp and fart part was kept in the movie when you could still cut that and have like the same scene and communicate the same ideas but it's it's crazy that like that stayed <laughs> the in the movie even anyway, though yeah. there was supposedly studio interference it just felt like that was like an eggers trademark to me the, the farting is like an eggers trademark farting to me. and yeah. like uh, people acting like dogs for two movies <laughs> in a row yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought the Willem Dafoe scene was funny, though, when he, like, slapped his, um, whatever, hot dog, whatever he's holding. His oh, that was great. <laughs> that was, I recognized that was him immediately I, from his hot dog. Yeah, Willem Dafoe was good in the yeah, film. Um, he's not in a lot. <laughs> he's not you in a lot. Skull, um, his skull yeah. pops up later on. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And he, it's mm-hmm. so yeah, distinct, that, that too. Cool. You can tell it's him. Yeah. That was, like, a yeah. good, yeah, yeah, a great sure. uh, yeah. prop and a great casting choice because it's, like, even though you don't see the character much, People are familiar enough with like Willem Dafoe that you can immediately tell what the character character is as soon as you see the prop. So I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, immediately I didn't even remember that scene because there's just so many like there's so much stuff and characters. Yeah, in this a lot movie. of good yeah. scenes to yeah. choose from. And there's not like entirely focused on all of them. There, there's some striking visuals for sure. Yeah, and even yeah. the villain. Like I like how they develop him and they make you not sympathize with it i, I may, maybe empathize with him somewhat mm-hmm. to a certain degree like he he's just kind of yeah, like a so farmer so. now and he has a son like you, you care about his son like his son didn't do anything wrong yeah, just, in just a few kid. slaves and yeah how the revenge ultimately gets to him yeah it's like yeah <laughs> it's fucked up uh, yeah <laughs> um, i find it kind of weird like i understand the purpose artistically for like the end fight scene to be like fucking star wars episode three or whatever i was thinking that but too. it is kind of weird that they were like in the like i don't know i i, I get it but it, it felt weird to me of just like okay kill the wife kill the daughter and then the guy's like carrying them away he's like i will meet you at the gates of hell and then it's like okay scene transition we're gonna we're gonna fight in the cool fire zone now and it's like it's it's cool. I, I like the background. Yeah, it's cool. Um, and they set it up a lot. Yeah. You see the volcano the whole movie. It was weirdly dark, yeah. too. I don't know if you felt that way. Like, the, the it was just weirdly dark during that scene, too. That like, scene? The, you, you could well, barely tell the character. Well, it's a volcano. I get that. <laughs> I, I, like, I love that scene. I thought it was cool. And, like, was I cool. love the it silhouette. Kind of like, weird. Like, all you could there. see was just their silhouette. Yeah. And, 
Yeah, I think they were fighting naked too. It's like a fucking crazy scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so I much quite like how skilled it was. It, yeah, it, it kind of works Definitely. thematically too. If it's mm-hmm. if it is this cycle of revenge, and they're just kind of the muddy imagery of yeah. them just fighting. Because at, at that point, like the the story is kind of over. Like I consider the story kind of over. Yeah, once sure. he makes that decision on the boat to head back, where he's <laughs> he, he's confronted with heaven. Basically, he, he can escape, but he decides to go back to hell and and end it all. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. it's a tragedy. It's it's the Hamlet. Hamlet. Apparently, it was the story that inspired uh, Hamlet, or the tragedy of Hamlet right. originally. So it's like, yeah, it's okay, cool that's cool. History of the Dane like story. So yeah, yeah the, the more movies like this we get, like you mentioned, Green Knight, and I was thinking about that movie too. It's like a nice companion piece. They're not linked in any way, but going back yeah. to these these ancient stories, I think that's a really really fun way to explore history, even. Like through yeah. through cinema, it's just it's just a great creative way to do it because it, it is core of storytelling, myth and retelling the same stories and adding your own flair to it, and modernizing it. It's uh, I really like what he's doing with this this style mm-hmm. of filmmaking. Yeah, mm, me too. Uh, he yeah, uh, it's a really well made film. Uh, 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 he with the uh, the issues he was having with the studio, although there's not a lot of specifics to uh, learn about it. He is he was interviewed saying uh, that he probably won't work with this high of a budget again. I'm fine with that because honestly, I pre- it, I haven't seen The Witch in a while. I probably prefer both of his other films to this one. I still liked this, but um, I I don't know. Maybe I'm just like a little biased. I have like kind of a, a preference for you know medium budget. <laughs> or small i don't know if we're gonna call them small budget or medium budget yeah. films but uh i guess what's really gonna solidify this even if he hadn't made those comments uh just as of today the numbers are out uh robert eggers the northman bombs at box office oh really i was about to ask mm-hmm. how's it doing making 12 million domestically over its opening weekend uh it has to make about 200 yeah. million to break even um which probably is not gonna happen so uh, See, yeah, that's wacky to me that they're willing to drop that amount on a movie like this. Yeah, <laughs> saying the budget—it's an expensive, beautiful movie, and it's like definitely what I'm looking for. But that, that's not necessarily what general movie. audiences are looking for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Who's, yeah exactly. I don't know what executive is going to look at this and be like, "Yep, yep it's a beautifully gonna... made film." Yeah, like it's pretty perfect yeah. in my mind technically. Like that's definitely what I gravitate towards. But they're expecting like superhero numbers from this or something. It's like, man. I'd, I don't know if you're reading the the room quite well. And like uh, Edgar's other two movies, it has that very period specific dialogue. It fits really well, but mm, like people might the not. Dialect. He does, mm. yeah. Might not be able to understand what people the characters are saying, just because it's so like it's that vernacular. It's yeah, that era. yeah. I could understand sure. it better than I could understand the lighthouse if I didn't have subtitles for that on the first time. Um, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. And the witch, I the guess, studio might too. have interfered with that too. Like, you, you mm, better make yeah. it so people understand what they're saying. <laughs> that was like the first. Um, I met him very briefly after a screening of the Lighthouse uh, in Toronto, and that was like basically just the one question I asked him. I was like, "Are you gonna are are you gonna are you planning on making another film where uh, you research like authentic dialect and just decide to like do it?" And then he's like, "Yes, I love doing that." I'm like, "Oh, cool." So. 
He was a very nice yeah, and humble person cool from the small interaction I had. Everyone had a pretty good accent in the film, too. I thought everyone did go with the accent, except oh, yeah. um, maybe Ethan Hawke. Really? Ethan I thought Hawk it was, was nice seeing him actually try. <laughs> I don't, like, maybe I'm just not an expert on the accent, but he seemed like he was really... Yeah, I'm not an expert either. It was like, it, it, it was a very different performance that I'm used to seeing from him. Not saying he's never I done a good, good performance, but, like, he was actually trying in this movie. I, I kind of really appreciated yeah, him. I thought he was this. good, definitely. I, he just reminded me of like Harvey Keitel in Last Temptation. Oh, yeah? It was like that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's Ethan Hawke. Oh, wow, yeah. I wasn't really thinking about that. Yeah, choice. yeah I mean, he is, he is he's a good actor. certainly yeah. a familiar face. I don't know if he was doing anything with the accent that bugged me too much. I, I loved um, Skarsgård's performance in the yeah. film. I thought he gave a really great like physical performance. Yeah. Very, um, he got buffed. He got ripped for the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. But, yeah, it's a good um, character, and like you said, uh, he's a bit of an anti-hero because that quest of revenge is ultimately like pointless. But, mm-hmm. You know, he, pl- he plays that the rage, like <laughs> all that comes across really well. Mm-hmm. It's like never laughable anguish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. I have one other criticism with this film that, like, I don't know, it's it might just only bother me. Kind of one of these things. Um, in terms of like the fight choreography. I enjoyed what I was seeing. I enjoyed the uh, brutality of like how a lot of it wound up. But in terms of like, like the actual motions of the fight, a lot of it felt like a little too much of a dance, too much of a choreographed, like like the motions yeah. were too slow as in like, I'm waiting for you to do this and blah, blah, blah. Like we were watching like an interpretive dance rather than a real fight scene. And it's like, yeah, you're never going to like a real fight scene with swords is just like constant wailing in one spot. Like, of course, you don't want to do like that for a film. But I think that there's somewhere in between that this it, this movie didn't just it didn't quite get for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish it would like maybe the motions were faster. It just like it, I, I, I was seeing through the 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 veneer of the <laughs> fight versus yeah. dance it, it might be just like the editing yeah. of it too like there's a lot of long takes in this movie especially with like the action i think that kind of like you know if you're editing or you have like quick cuts that helps a lot <laughs> with, mm-hmm. with that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um but yeah the long takes yeah i i could see that too there's like some motions that seem a little slow but not really toward the end like that volcano fight i don't have much criticism with that really mm-hmm. i thought that was one of the best parts of the movie um in the beginning yeah when they're raiding the town i i saw a bit of slow a slowness there <laughs> yeah. yeah i i would yeah, just mainly staging. say like i think it's a bit of a broader film than like the art house lighthouse or whatever the art house the, <laughs> the art house <laughs> art house lighthouse <laughs> it's just yeah it's a bit more conventional than that that doesn't mean i don't like it mm-hmm. i i like what he did here i think it's really good action movie and yeah it's really good performances in it it's beautifully made yeah it's a shame it did poorly but i don't know i could see how they might think this would have an audience i mean it's like a revenge action movie that's like a period piece almost like a ridley scott kind of thing but mm. i mean every yeah his first two films made like you know made their money back and then some i would have to yeah because they were small budget exactly yeah they were very small yeah you know, if this movie costs nothing, it would be considered a hit. <laughs> yeah. You know, it costs almost $100 million. Yeah. <laughs> make it again. Um, so it's different. Yeah. Um, maybe he could find a middle ground and make like a $30 million or $20 million movie. Um, even with his, like a fucking $11 million movie, he did a lot with that. So yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah I'm not yeah, going to be sure. unhappy if he, you know, I, I would love him to have whatever budget he wants at the end of the day, mm-hmm. but I don't. You know, especially after hearing his comments, 
saying the stress involved and the amount of money behind something, you know, makes it not as yeah, <laughs> enjoyable sure. to work on. I'm like, you do what you enjoy and I'm sure it'll turn out great. I like the guy. <laughs> and it doesn't it doesn't feel like a compromised vision even if there was studio interference it definitely yeah, feels yeah, like a I robert eggers movie and i love yeah, how sincere yeah. it is yeah it, mm-hmm, i wonder definitely. what they interfered with <laughs> right i wonder what that was because i couldn't tell where it would come from right the posters look like shit yeah. i know that much the marketing was bad yeah those aren't great yeah the posters <laughs> are awful yeah, that's right. <laughs> no wonder nobody yeah. saw it. <laughs> Did you see that? They yeah. put up like a big ad in like the subway and forgot to put the title of the film on the ad. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, so it's just like shirtless yeah. Alexander Skarsgård. And- <laughs> uh, that's weird. Very funny. I like the title cards in the movie. I thought that was a cool part of it. And mm-hmm. I really like those. Yeah, yeah really cool structure. Like yeah, had a cool structure. It's just like the way the graphic design of them, those title cards, I thought it was super cool. It was a bit of a like a shake to them, almost like a, you know, <laughs> like very filmic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot about the movie I love. Technically, I think it's like basically flawless. Like I have no, like maybe one second of like one action scene. I'm like, yeah, that looks kind of weird, but mm-hmm. <laughs> like I I I thought the movie looked absolutely immaculate and like and every part of it was like beautiful. Like the music yeah. and the yeah the editing and everything. Um, Cam, I think you mentioned there's like some cuts that like feel a little um jarring, but I think that was purposeful. Oh sure, like, yeah, sure. When uh yeah, later like, on when he's like uh confronting that skeleton thing, and yeah, the like ghost from... Viking or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then it edits yeah. so like he's right in front of it again, but I think that was deliberate. It's meant to be kind of uh, like yeah, you know, dreamy. Yeah, oh, yeah, I love the execution of that sequence. Yeah, yeah, very dreamlike. Yeah, that was super great. Yeah, it was very trippy. Yeah. Um. I love the film. <laughs> if we want to get into ratings, I, yes, I, I don't know. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Green Knight's a good one to bring up. I love the Green Knight, too. It's They're very similar to me. I, I like this film maybe a bit more just because like, it's more of an action film. Yeah, yeah, I like that dark tone, and it's about the, that rage and like vengeance. <laughs> yeah, it really focuses on like the darkness of not just those like feelings, but like um like the, the period itself. Like It was a brutal period mm-hmm. of history, and yeah, they really get that across with just like the constant violence and like uh, the ritual sequences, which we didn't talk about much, but I love those scenes. Like they're really, um, it felt very authentic. Um, yeah. like when they're, they're sacrificing people or what have you, um, the, the funeral for, um, the villain's son, like mm-hmm. that. I love that scene. Yeah. Uh, but you know, there's so much to get into so much. I love about it. Like the lighting and, uh, the themes of it. Um, I'd, I'd give it a probably nine out of 10 for now. I'd like to see it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and my my rating might change, maybe go down. <laughs> but I, yeah. I really like um I really liked it the first time. I, I really got a lot out of like the the core experience, which was like very epic and emotional. <laughs> you got like this guy's whole life basically. I felt like I got a good picture of like the character, and the story felt very conclusive. And yeah, I thought it was a mm. great like epic tale. Uh, I really liked it. Good job, Egos. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What'd you guys I mean, think? I'm pretty much there with you, Ralph. Maybe slightly lower for me. A four star. I, yeah, enjoyed everything technical. I enjoyed the story, where it goes, the, mm. the twists and turns it takes. I really liked the the costumes actually in this. Yeah, like the whole that the scene with Bjork and that whole is very memorable in Good my head. <laughs> that whole part of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. lots of memorable scenes, uh, memorable imagery. I love that it's on location. Just. 
Uh, all the creative choices that you want to see in modern movies that we just complain about so much yeah. are all here. And I just want to encourage that as much as possible. So, yeah, full star cute. Maybe maybe not work with this big budget again on, on quite to this scale, but mm-hmm. I'm glad we got to see it because there's so many directors that never really get the chance to deal with this kind of money, but it's cool. You managed to complete it, came together really well, even with the tinkering, and yeah. I think I'd also probably give it a 9 out of 10. I really uh, appreciate the creativity and spectacle. And yeah, I'd, I'd like to see it again. And I'm, I'm glad I saw it instead of Morbius. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, you made the wrong choice there, man. Yeah, you didn't see Morbius. Although you saw Sonic 2. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah, I haven't seen. <laughs> when the Northman ended, I, I, I joked to my friend. I'm like, that was a terrible sequel to Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> Um, All right, cool. Yeah, I'm giving this one a 7 out of 10. Really enjoyed it. Not quite as much as his other films. I haven't seen The Witch in a while. I, I need to rewatch that to really compare which one of these I prefer over the other. But um, yeah, I loved it. Um, I'll definitely be watching it a second time. I feel like I'll it'll solidify yeah. how I feel about it. Um, what you made me realize just now, Alex, is that this is going to be one of those mm. films where uh next year's oscars uh it would be very reasonable and logical for it to get like a production design nomination and then it just won't and it'll go to some like random yeah, probably dumb, <laughs> like <laughs> dumb movie that yeah this this will be one of those frustrating sure. zero nominations movies yeah this is april it'll be forgotten by then didn't make enough money yeah, for yeah. the oscars mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it'll be one of those it's too challenging for them yeah, <laughs> yeah. oopsie oh well who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> but, we liked yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I really liked it too. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see his next thing. For sure, yeah. Very good. Yeah. He's very good director. Um, Edgar's next movie, I think, is like some movie called The Night. Really? Something so, about he's night. been attached yeah. to like a, a Nosferatu project for ages I don't think that's going to happen. Like. Really? Is he that said just... that's not going to happen, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Mm. Oh, Which well, sucks. Yeah, cool. I was kind of looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I that was like going to be his next thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. That, I feel yeah, like that would have been really interesting. There wasn't yeah, really probably. much horror kind of tinge to the Northman as much as no, no. Lighthouse and Witch, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Sure. You talk about how he's the Nosferatu thing? Yeah. He's not going to do that now, right? Right. Yeah, I'm just looking on his IMDb. I don't even see it there anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's some night movies working on now. It'll probably be more like this, but um, yeah, 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 like an action film. Yeah, that sounds cool. He'll he'll make a he'll make a Dark Souls movie one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck. Oh, that, that it was, yeah. Great. I was thinking of like Skyrim a little bit. <clears throat> that you know, there's that like faction of enemies oh, yeah. in Skyrim that will wear like the the skulls and stuff. <laughs> sure, <laughs> it was making me think of that. You could do a Skyrim movie <laughs> or like Elder Scrolls. <laughs> well, I guess it's the that time to talk about the most epic Kino film that Cameron uh, decided to recommend. <laughs> Cameron, and so we yeah. are uh, giving you the responsibility <laughs> of introducing the film. Uh, Tell us a bit about it. <laughs> you brought this upon yeah, everyone. Yeah, shock tail. Right. Uh, without further ado, I am holding my copy, my Criterion <laughs> Blu-ray. No, it's a it's a full screen DVD from back in the day of Shock Tale, the DreamWorks full, animated full screen. film. 
full screen and all its full screen glory. Can, can you explain to like the kids out there what full screen is? Because I don't think like people. Understand it doesn't mean anymore. full screen anymore. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I used to think full screen was inherently better. I'm like, well, there's more of the the movie. Uh, you know, it literally <laughs> yeah, just full. shows up. It li- literally just shows up the TV screen, whereas widescreen's a bit more appealing. You can yeah. see more of what's going on. Yeah, but I guess it's made for like TVs yeah. back then were more like box shaped. Or Most televisions right. were like four by three or whatever that it was. Uh-huh. Was it four by three? I don't right. know. It just as yeah, more Something of a like squarish yeah. aspect ratio. And then movies in movie theaters were filmed in like widescreen, cinematic widescreen. And so yeah, for the emergence of home video, they were like, well. We don't want black bars on the top and bottom of the screen. So they just did like a cropped zoom, basically, and called it full screen, (laughs) which was inherently worse because you saw the less of the image. But it's like, oh, it fills up the screen nicely. Yeah. Yeah, they did a crop zoom or some movies have they film open mat. And then like in post-production, they like put top bar you know the bars on the top and bottom yeah <laughs> or like they they crop it you know for a theater oh yeah, um, yeah but they still have they still have the film of like you know the top and bottom and then on the tv the tv version you see that like you mm. see the top and bottom of the frame um some movies have it obviously yeah. not all of them but like if you find like most big movies like probably like spider-man has it or something but like shark tale is probably one of those uh, <laughs> where it's like um because it's a big enough movie yeah uh, yeah, what's so, what's um, the plot, Cam? <laughs> yeah, what's the plot of Shark Tale? Yeah. I'm gonna read from the back of the DVD. That's make cheating. Cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's a good description. Oscar Will Smith, a lowly tongue scrubber at the local whale wash, becomes an improbable hero when he tells a great white lie. Really, an ocean pun? Nice. nice. I hope there's more there of those. Go. That was a good one. <laughs> to keep his secret, Oscar teams up with an outcast vegetarian shark, Lenny, played by Jack Black, and the two become the most unlikely of friends. I- I'll say, when his lie begins to <laughs> unravel, it's up to Oscar's loyal friend, Angie, played by Renee Zellweger, and Lenny to help him stand up to the most feared shark in the water, Robert De Niro, and find his true place in the reef. <laughs> the most feared shark on the water. Robert De Niro. <laughs> Perfect. Academy Award nominated. So I have to imagine <laughs> that both yourself and Ralph were probably irritated by Jack Black's accent, right? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Kung, yeah. Kung Fu Panda is a much better yes. DreamWorks movie. For it seemed Jack very Black. inconsistent. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I totally forgot. Yeah, he's in Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, he's yeah. great in those. Yeah, yeah they got also Angelina Jolie. DreamWorks yeah. talent in this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I like about his Kung Fu Panda performance is he's just kind of Jack Black. Like he doesn't need to play up like a voice or anything. You yeah, know? he's like, not particularly good at it. <laughs> yeah, and that's like what every character in this movie does. Uh, it's like, <laughs> or he, at least him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's very silly. And also, uh, it was nominated at the Academy Awards for Best Animated Feature alongside <laughs> yeah. Shrek Two and The Incredibles, which are both. Five better movies. <laughs> oh, re- yeah. it, oh my! Double dream. Reminded me, it came out the same year as The Incredibles. That's funny. Yeah, that yeah, was that funny. was. And didn't yeah, stand a chance. The whole Pixar thing. It's it just gets more and more embarrassing. So it wasn't the same year as Nemo. Nemo um, was 2003, so it was the previous. No, they needed to copy it. They yeah. needed time. <laughs> yeah, they needed time to ride off the coattails. That would be really. It's not funny one of those they yeah. found out like right right when it got out of the pipe, like when they were writing the script. Like, oh, we got to yeah. copy it like right off the bat, like ants or something. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it, those, yeah. Uh... Um, 
that happened a few times. And also, you know, since we mentioned Finding Nemo, I think one of the best things about the Finding Nemo is the fact that it's literally set in the ocean, you know, that not too many movies like that. And that's, you know, it's so, like so immense and dazzling, whereas Shark Tale just takes place. It's like our world, but underwater. I find that much yeah. less compelling, especially True. for kids. Yeah, it's like a parody, yeah. like almost pop culture kind of thing, like like a mockery of all culture. Well, the, it, the entire film is just, what if Will Smith was a fish? That's the selling point, <laughs> right? Yeah. You take his existing yeah. Yeah. charisma, his existing public perception of everybody being like, Will Smith's hot right now. And just, yeah, you throw him in a movie, you get him to, like, play up all of the aspects about his character or his, like, perceived uh, uh, character in real life, just being like, be the most Will Smith you possibly could be, Yeah, is yeah, what they told me. It's just Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, very exaggerated. Yeah, he's, just, he's just Will Smith, and, you know, it's, it's a lot of characters in this movie, like um, Angelina Jolie, and... <laughs> that was fucking weird. <laughs> just so weird. Yeah, another Kung Fu Panda actor. That was weird. <laughs> the sharks are attracted to her. <laughs> also, like, her character, like, they introduce her with, they just flat out say, like, it'll be, like in the song lyrics, they're talking about, like, her being a gold digger, and it's just like, that's yeah, her character, right. Yeah, and he falls for it, and, like... It was so poorly communicated because I thought, based on the conversation at the beginning, that he was already dating the other fish character. Because, like, one of the things that he says, like, he picks up the phone, he's like, sorry, she's busy getting freaky right now. I'm like, oh, they're dating, right? But then it's like, oh, no, they're not. And she has (laughs) love for him that she didn't admit to yet. And so that's why he's all like, oh, I need this Angelina Jolie fish so badly in my life. Like, <laughs> but how would a kid like get any of these jokes? No, like, they're, mean, they're too they're too out there for a kid. Ralph and I were in second grade when this came out, so I had no yeah. idea what a gold digger was. Yeah, exactly. Like, how's a kid yeah. supposed to know what a gold digger is? Like, that doesn't. It's well, <laughs> like, the, the underlying kind of core of the movie is it's like a mob flick, or at least parodying it. It's yeah, got a bunch of so you got De Niro yeah. in there. You Tons got of Italian actors from like The Sopranos. Yeah, yeah. Scorsese yeah. yeah. voicing a pufferfish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's in the film, yeah. he's acting in the film. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Like Martin Scorsese, in, along with like De Niro, and yeah, like. They don't uh, add much to the film ultimately. Like they're just kind of cameos for like a kind of like to pander to me ultimately, like a little nudge, nudge. Like, hey, it's the guy from The Sopranos. That was a popular yeah. show at the time, right? But there's nothing like more to it. It's just like DreamWorks again with their their reference humor. And this is like when it gets really lazy though. Like with them, like, yeah. it's just no. like throw in celebrity cameos, throw in like references and like bad puns, like in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it opens on a Jules reference. Uh huh. <laughs> Finding Nemo is a like, an excellent film. Like I I saw that movie as a kid and I loved it. I watched the special features like religiously as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like I love that movie and the, it, uh, it, it's yeah. educational. You do learn about the ocean. You're right, Cameron. Like you you see the ocean and yeah. and that's an emotional film. Like it, it's not so kitty fluff. Like the first part of that film, you see the main characters like family get eaten. And his wife get eaten, and it's like, yeah, the ocean's a rough place, and it's like a very mm-hmm. powerful scene, like in that film, especially for kids. Like everyone makes a big deal about the first scene of Up, but like that scene in the Finding Nemo, like that yeah. struck yeah. me hard as a kid. I'm like, wow, that's for a sure. really dark way to start the story. And as far as visually pushing it with like, like the, the animators and the artists like trying to do something new, visualize something new. Finding Nemo was really impressive with the lighting yeah. and the textures and everything. Lots they of different fish, too. Yeah. And they move mm. like fish, like you said. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, it's aged beautifully, too. That uh-huh. film still holds up. The turtles, like, 
they move like turtles and the fish swim. And in this movie, they all, because it's trying to do that dumb, like, pop culture parody thing it's just um the fish like they have walk around feet. And, like, <laughs> yeah. they have legs as fins yes yeah. yeah we gotta talk about the character design like like what's a tongue scrubbing place or what is they it, did a fucking scrubber? car yeah, wash like, remix it's like a car wash oh my god yeah this soundtrack it's a car wash insane. parody but it's with whales they put like as much effort into the soundtrack <laughs> as like space jam like the, the quality of the yeah, songs like space jam. aren't yeah. as good yeah but yeah. in terms of the money and like the licensing and star power that they threw in here that was like a basically a Space Jam soundtrack. Like they had they had so many major artists. Sure. They had fucking mm-hmm. D twelve do a song for a kids movie. What the fuck, right? Like all these high until they cared celebrities, about it, like know. the biggest fucking pop stars. Let's see if I can pull up everybody that was on this soundtrack. I should have had this ready. Let's see. Yeah, go ahead. Like Dreamers just thought we have this. We have the stars. We have yeah. like the you know we don't need to try on the story. This DreamWorks at at its worst, like conceptually um, it's only rivaled maybe by b-movie you know where you take just like <laughs> right. I think jerry B-movie's seinfeld this, and though. then it's just a bunch of mm. puns like that's all they are like the environment mm. is like the joke you know and that's it mm. there's a bunch of puns puns on puns fish puns after fish puns oh my god they're everywhere <laughs> the shark tail motion picture soundtrack includes uh newly features newly recorded music by various artists including christina aguilera mary j blige sean paul timbaland the Pussycat Dolls, Ludacris, Missy Elliott, and Justin Timberlake. <laughs> and they didn't even mention D12 on the fucking wiki. Like, there's, wow. there's a shit ton of artists. I remember the Car Wash song was actually, like, it was, it it did well on the radio. Like, it was, yeah. it was a playable song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember um, hearing it. I mean, it is a remake sure. of an old song, but older song, I believe. But, um, yeah, wow. Like, it's... What an awful it's scene, crazy though, that the they did what, that. What a way to wrap up your movie for a, a movie that's just so yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Oh, and Adam, I wanted to ask you, like, in terms of a uh, death scene scored by Hans Zimmer, yeah. how do you think this compares? I was to about the to, yeah, Hans Zimmer doing the soundtrack for this. Like, it was awful. It's an awful. I, so I don't know what your DVD was like, but I I got the Blu-ray and hearing that that music loop on the menu while I was like I was like grabbing some water or something i was like i can't handle this yeah. actually like i had to mute it i was like this is just very <laughs> annoying i could not stand this was it the music was like oh my god yeah yeah so terrible that was fucking awful i i can't get over like the you know just like that martin scorsese and like yeah or in it like they don't need to be in the movie like it's just all they just threw in all these people all these celebrities all these songs but it's not in service of a story it's just like the story fuck that like we well, don't need yeah. to think about that like the jokes the, we don't need to think about that all we care no. about is crispy, just like crispy cream is what's important thrown in crispy cream product placement kelpie cream uh-huh, kelpie exactly. cream <laughs> it's just like the uh, it's a producer's movie it's just like throwing all these elements to market <laughs> it but don't have like a core like it's not in service of anything it's all just you know at the end of the day it's it's crap yeah it's like even for kids like it's, it's awful not, it's not something I would show. It's scary. Yeah. The animation yeah. is like uncanny valley. the The faces are terrifying. Well, yeah, we can get <laughs> the into faces that. Faces are genuinely the animation terrifying. is awful. Yeah, the character design is so off the charts. It's, it's one of it's one of the go to in my mind of like yeah. Nutshack, <laughs> Shark Tale, Big Mouth. It's like the trilogy of yeah. shit. It's, it's almost Nutshack level. <laughs> it's almost yeah, that level. Yeah. But it's like almost worse in my mind when it's like this is DreamWorks. <laughs> like, what was the budget on 75 this? Seventy five million. It's not cheap, you know. Like you have to commit wow. when you're telling an animated adventure. You know, you have to be confident in those character designs. You got to you got to be ready to like. <laughs> 
yeah. painstakingly animate. I, ke- I kept thinking like about OG all the poor animators working on this because they would have known. They would have known. <laughs> like if you, you're just handed a shot, you got to compile and like plot out and animate. And you got, you're just working with this Oscar model, and it's like this weird. He's got like a yeah. human face, and he's kind of got legs. Make him look like Will <laughs> just compare. We keep mentioning like Finding Nemo. Like yeah. that's how you do character design in 3D. Like they're still fish. They're recognizably fish, but they're also not so fish-like that they're scary. Yeah, just they're fish still, with teeth. <laughs> they're still like anthropomorphized. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. whereas this, I d- I don't know like what they're trying to do. It's cre- but it is scary and it's aged ho- horrifyingly. Maybe one of the worst <laughs> aged visually movies ever. Like <laughs> repulsive. It's, it's really up there yeah. in terms of how it's very Oh yeah, unlike Finding Nemo, which is aged beautifully, yeah, and they yeah. they really the focus on the beauty of, of the ocean, yeah, and yeah. And Alex, uh, you mentioned you mentioned all the puns. I feel like it just uses like the pop culture references and puns as like a crutch, whereas at least oh, in yeah. Shrek. Yeah, Shrek has a lot of cultural references, uh, but uh, even like you know Lord Farquaad, it's like the match game. He's like looking at Fiona. At least like it's in you know it's, it ties into the plot. Whereas this like in Shrek Tale, he's just like quoting like Jerry Maguire and a few good men. Or whatever. Like yeah. what the fuck does that have to do with Shrek? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and how are kids supposed to get these references? Yeah, you get a good like fairy tale parody out of Shrek. You, what uh-huh. parody? Like what do you get? It's not a good mob movie parody. No, and then throwing in Will Smith and all that. So what? What is this then? What are you actually trying to achieve with this? And they yeah. even address like how nonsensical and bad it is at points in that kind of like Deadpool. Oh, this is the part in the script that sucks or whatever. Like moment and that whole betting on the horse, the sea I horse was mad racing. At that where it's so like, oh, he, he tripped over at the end. How did he even do that? Because he's underwater. That was like, infuriating. Addressing it and. <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause> it, <laughs> Just yeah, like uncut like, gems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. Yeah, I written just as if they like, think it's like funny. What, it's like, like how's a kid supposed to like connect to this film? Like, where are they supposed to implant themselves? Because there's no child characters. There's no. Yeah. There's Not no really. like innocence. There's no themes of no, like kids love betting. What are you talking about? They love betting <laughs> on horses. <laughs> yeah, they love adult characters dealing with like yeah, like a city. <laughs> like it's just really dull. Yeah. Like it, could, it didn't need to take place in the ocean. They didn't need to be fish, right? Like, True. What did Nothing. that add to the story at all? No, well, like, the, puns. this, this yeah, is like a really cynically made, like corporate nonsense movie. But and this is coming mm-hmm. like fresh off of Shrek, absolutely. And so, like, obviously, so you imagine what they thought the success of Shrek must have been. It's like, oh, okay, well, there were like jokes for adults. They were, like, <laughs> there were adult jokes in that movie, so we just got to make it make a kid movie with some adult jokes in it uh, that adults will get. Yeah, um, and we'll have you know, like the Pussycat Dolls and D twelve in the soundtrack. Like that's kind of weird. Like we're gonna market the soundtrack to adults, kind of with still child friendly lyrics. Um, and then the whole yeah, like oh, Finding Nemo's popular. That must mean that there's an interest in seeing fish characters. It's like that's not why it was popular. <laughs> you know, it's it's not just oh, people want to see fish characters. So you combine mm-hmm. all of these elements, this boardroom full of people of like. Okay, how do we make a successful film? <laughs> you got all the, this mishmash of like <laughs> this just things that are uh, that are being yeah. successful around them in the past few years. Like, let's just mash them all together, and you get this. Will Smith. That was another one. Will Smith's hot right now. Every movie he had been in at that point was like he was he was on such a fucking roll. Like every movie he'd starred in would would gross like over. Uh, I forget what the what the number was. He had like an eight movie streak of like a movie grossing like over a hundred million dollars or some shit. Like I don't even know what yeah, it was. Yeah, it was 
He was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was definitely yeah. He his had career. Like, he had an insane great, streak. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, much like uh, <laughs> much much like the seahorse he was betting on, he's uh, now <laughs> tripped <laughs> and <laughs> kicked himself in the face. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, True, and I know uh, you guys were wondering whether we picked this because of the Oscars. We actually yeah. had it in mind already, and then obviously that inc- yeah, he slapped. Well, uh, yeah, it's a perfect it's film just to talk about it. now. Yeah, absolutely. He slapped yeah, uh, Marty's his name is Oscar. <laughs> he did exactly. It, it's it's the DreamWorks crossover <laughs> right. I always wanted. Yeah, yeah, it's like the Avengers. Um, exactly. And uh, did you guys like the jellyfish characters? Oh God, yeah, I forgot about those <laughs> until you just mentioned them. No, that was um. Bob Marley's son. That was huh? more problematic than, than any of the characters in Finding Nemo, for sure. <laughs> if we're going to use that word, I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah. That was a little. Uh, uh-huh. That was a little weird. They're on the weird. disc for the movie. They're like they're the best characters or something. They're on the DVD itself. Yeah. <laughs> and also like the the way that they were treating like yeah. the fucking the crab guy that was like, "I'll be your manager" or whatever. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, they were treating Jerry. him yeah, yeah. as though he was like <laughs> actually an effective comic relief character. I don't know if you any of you stuck through mm-hmm. the credits, but uh, every yeah, like yeah. minute or something, the crazy Joe would like pop up and be like, bah, 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 you know, some fourth wall break to the audience and say some nonsense line that was never funny. And just like, wow, they actually they actually think that <laughs> that this guy is like a real comic relief <laughs> character like like as if he's a lovable character yeah. that people want to continue seeing in the film like beyond the credits like wow yeah it's just that classic thing just <laughs> just pace it like a joke and just hope people will treat it like a joke even if there is no joke if the, if the joke is he's just crazy. like a reference if you just uh-huh. get a voice actor to say it with a sunny voice funny voice then yeah, yeah kids will love it right Mm-hmm. Which is amazing because I was looking at like who wrote this. Ten oh. people credited. One of the writers also worked on uh, the first Ice Age, which I probably like mm-hmm. a little better than this. Yeah, oh, I, Ice Age one yeah. is far superior yeah, that, to Shark Tale. It's far superior. It's not. It's yeah, different, different ballparks entirely. But eight of these ten writers are credited for additional dialogue. That's very which probably so just wild. means like just riffing in the writers' room. <laughs> yeah, it's probably just, it's probably just all the different like puns, yeah. like the different sharp yeah, puns. You could tell it doesn't like it doesn't it's not in service of anything. It's just a bunch of jokes. It's like what is the point? A room of this? full of nepotism and a bunch of cocaine, probably. So <laughs> three directors <laughs> yeah. as well. That's crazy. Yeah, one of the oh, directors wow. worked on the first yeah. Shrek. Holy fuck. I forgot about that. Yeah, there's three directors. That's crazy. <laughs> I couldn't even finish it this time. I've seen it many times, but yeah, for this recording, there's a point. Of, I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, this. Yeah, one, one of them, the director of uh, Monsters vs. Aliens, Detective mm-hmm. P- Pikachu, and Goosebumps, hmm. you know, the new ones. Oh, and Gulliver's Travels with Jack Black. That's, that's, that nearly destroyed his career, I think. That movie was so bad. Mm, yeah, that's career low for him uh i hate that fucking movie so you know what's really fucking weird about yeah, this they, movie so they have a character called katie current who is supposed to be right a parody of real life uh i, I believe like journalist or reporter katie couric but they didn't get katie couric to voice mm-hmm. her they got an australian uh-huh. woman named tracy grimshaw and they, you can see that in the end credits. It shows up on the screen. Tracy Grimshaw. But on IMDb, you go to IMDb and you see Katie Couric is credited. So that's just wrong. So the IMDb is wrong. It's not oh, Katie weird. Couric. Because I was wondering, like, oh. why does she sound Australian? Because I don't... 
I don't know much about Katie Kirk, but I don't think she was Australian. I look at it. Yeah. Like it's not, it's just not the same person. (laughs) And I don't know why they did that. They just, they got an Australian journalist named Tracy Grimshaw. So that was very confusing. Yeah, that's funny. I did not, and another side note, I, I was a weird kid. So I would like look up, you know, I, I would go on the Pixar website and the DreamWorks website. I remember when this was called Shark what? Slayer. That was the original title. But they, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. I guess cats, apparently cats have broke that the title sounded too violent. Probably, yeah. So they changed it before. It <laughs> There's not out. a lot of action yeah. in the film. So <laughs> it's such a boring name. Shark title. It's, shark no, it's, no, it's not even a, they couldn't even get a pun. Well, in it's, the it's, title. A ta- it's a pun. This is one I'm missing. Sharks have tails. Yeah, it is, oh, really? a, it is a, and a pun. Tail, yeah, like it's a like a shark's tail, and then a shark tail. Yeah, it's not a good pun. Oh, oh yeah. that's what I, th- I thought <laughs> yeah. that's what the pun was, but I was like, that no, yeah, can't actually it. be like the joke. Of the- like, I thought that's I was missing. Is, that- is it seriously yeah. supposed to be like a shark's yeah, tail? Yeah, it's so lame that like, you can't even process it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Dude. Did you guys like the characters? Like, no. Is there anybody no. who's like, I kind of like the Scorsese <laughs> blowfish. You liked Scorsese? I didn't like anybody in it, because you just can't. I can't. I couldn't get into the the design, you know. Like no, it's just so, such so an ugly looking film. Every character. Not that was I thought annoying. it was as bad as Food Fight, but yeah, it's just you know. But there's uh, like yeah, no expectation for Food Fight is the thing, you know. It's like <laughs> not coming from a production company like a DreamWorks, where it's like what? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> sure. Yeah. What are you? This doing? feels very lazy. I still haven't seen Food Fight. I'd imagine it, it would be okay. less painful yeah, than this it, movie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what, food fight? I, I don't know. Food no? fight's worse than this. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, I would <laughs> that say so. awful. <laughs> and the animation's worse too. Um, but but Shark Tale, yeah, it, it doesn't have good animation, especially compared to um, the you know the Finding Nemo, like when um Oscar's oh, yeah. breakdancing or whatever, like with his fins, like it doesn't look right. <laughs> it's just like his fins are legs, you know. Like it's I don't, terrifying. I don't like it. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. And yeah, like he has that human face or whatever. Did you notice that towards the end, uh, Scorsese's character is dressed like a pimp? What was that about? Yeah. Really <laughs> oh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like really, a gold really tooth. stuff of it. A nice, uh, <laughs> like, time capsule movie, though, for, the, like, just weird decisions. Like, I could yeah. not, never imagine DreamWorks releasing a film like this now. Yeah, you shouldn't. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's something that's so disjointed. Yeah, like an ocean movie that's also a mob movie. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. the mob elements of it were so poor oh yeah they they suck i even try to do that <laughs> you're just not gonna commit so yeah right like <laughs> i don't know like the incredibles has like stakes to it i felt like that's not like a crime movie or anything but there's you know there's like bad guys you know if you're making a movie with like crime like you want some stakes or like some consequence to it it's just so again it just evolves into the, the dumb jokes it's just like it's obligatory I don't know why it needed to be a crime movie. Why it needed to be in the ocean. So many of these elements no, just yeah, feel so nothing. disjointed. No, no reason. Yeah, I'd like to point yeah. out that uh, this movie is 2004. Geely is 2003. So mm-hmm. like very, very close together uh, culturally. <laughs> um, they both had mm. a segment of the film where someone played Baby Got Back. And it was just a joke in of itself that the song, I Like Big Butts. Was play- that that was the joke? Is just that's a song that we're playing right now. That song was released in 1992, yeah. mm. but movies in the early 2000s were all just like, haha, the butt song. Yeah, <laughs> like, what was that about? Why? That was the time to do it. Was that something to do yeah. with YouTube? Like in of itself, it just and, the existence yeah, of the song being referenced in a film is supposed to be a joke. Apparently, that's so early 2000s. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I'm so mad. Yeah, yeah. Two movies in a row. That we talk about on the fucking podcast today. <laughs> yeah. It's a hot streak. 
And one thing, I don't know if you guys like, what, what are even the consequences for Oscar Lyon about just being a shock slayer? There are none. He doesn't basically. learn anything. No. Yeah, what's There the isn't message? really a character arc. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not like Uncut Gems where there are like clear consequences for him <laughs> taking too yeah. far. It's like, like any film. Yeah, even Finding Nemo, like any Pixar yeah. film. Right. Yeah, he <laughs> lies his way to the top, but then... Just lies out of it. If this had the same ending as Uncut Gems, <laughs> I would have loved it. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I was said, thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Adam, I said that, but about uh, Dear Evan Hansen, because that's also about a character who lies oh, throughout yeah. the movie. <laughs> yeah, I saw the play. Yeah. I haven't seen the movie. I saw, like, the stage oh, thing. Oh, it's so but... bad. Yeah, it seemed yeah. funny. <laughs> I'll watch it at some point. <laughs> yeah, like, what was the message of this? <laughs> There's, <laughs> yeah, nothing. it's really, uh, there. there is no good moral <laughs> to the story no, and like you know no not every story has to have a moral but maybe kids movies probably should you know yeah. if you're yeah. in a kids movie maybe yeah. you should have some sort of like moral it, does, it never hurts story. kung fu just, panda yeah, has just a pick a lane maybe maybe yeah. just a lane or two instead of yeah. kung fu panda if you it. work hard you you could become the dragon warrior uh-huh <laughs> like that's a moral <laughs> like, you know work hard like this movie's like yeah it's like nothing and it, yeah. What yeah. was the emotion? What was the when is when the he brother died in that in that scene played by Michael Imperioli? Like the, the yeah, the character's thing. a dick. Like why do we even care? He's that a he gigantic asshole. And the the millisecond Angelina Jolie fish shows up, he's like, oh, no, and it's just like, dude, get over yourself. Like fuck off. I need to be rich so I can impress this girl who's like just gonna take my money and doesn't respect me. like that's the character yeah sure and he's he's all for it when she pops up for the first time like what was she doing she just had her back turned and then all of a sudden then it goes into the gold digger and it plays (laughs) for so long that's a very long like romantic sort of like oh she's hot with playing a song sequence that goes on for forever that's so weird that they played it for that that was so odd maybe it was because the song was created for the movie and they had to like play enough of it just to like sell the song, like, oh, you're gonna buy the soundtrack after, right? Like, maybe that's why it went on for so long. I don't know. Yeah, um, just, yeah. the, just the laziness of like, yeah, you got the mob stuff going on, but what are they gonna give Oscar as his main like conflict? Oh, the classic main character has some kind of lie. They they trap themselves in a lie, like a bug's life type thing. Works out for them at first, but oh, it, it's their undoing as well. And there's a little argument, but it all wraps up kind of nicely at the same time. Yeah, I'm gonna get whacked by the mob. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Elisha, yeah, for a kids movie. Yeah, that's kind of funny. That I mean, like, Mm -hmm. it's 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 funny that it tries to be like fun and edgy in a way, but it just fails miserably, and it just it ultimately just devolves into being like a boring nonsense mess that nobody gives a shit about. Um, uh-huh. there's two yeah, exactly <laughs> there's two very minor things that I like about the movie incredibly minor um, oh. I like right. that they called the money clams <laughs> I like that okay yeah yeah I thought nice that, that was yeah, kind of cool and then there for like a very brief moment one of the characters uh, is reading a newspaper and you see the branding on it and it's got a parody poster of the ring and it's the hook and it was like a yeah, yeah I liked that I liked that parody poster <laughs> Whoever did that, whichever, what are you, 10 writers? (laughs) Maybe it was just one of the animators that threw in that joke. Good on you. That's about it. Did did any of you like anything about the movie or no? No. 
<laughs> no, not a single thing. No, th- th- this, it actually is one of not those much. movies for me where, like, the, the first time I saw it, it's like a groundbreaking, oh, like, this is, like, where it can go. Because I remember being, <laughs> like, I was in Australia visiting my family. <laughs> this is how bad it could get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, wow. I was, I was loved finding Nemo, and I was, I found this, like, video. How old This were videotape, because I guess it was, um, if it was to, like, 10, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or I guess it would have been 11 if it, yeah, you need the time for the movie to come out, be on VHS. Yeah. So about that kind of age. No, I, I see the cover and I think, yeah, it looks shit, right? But whatever, I'll give it a chance. Put it in and there's Shark Tale. There's no movie like just that gets as shit as it does as quickly. It's literally like the first <laughs> frame that the sound is like it starts playing Jaws. It's like oh, yeah. so bad. And it's, oh, it's so memorably bad. That opening <laughs> scene is seared into my mind. Like watching that as an 11 or 12 <laughs> yeah, year old, awful. just like, whoa, like it's just this so is year after Finding Nemo as well. <laughs> that, that's yeah, like yeah, what yeah. always gets me about it, and yeah. and the oh. font of <laughs> the opening started. credits doesn't match the tone at all. When the when the real <laughs> yeah. song comes in, yeah. when the Hans Zimmer shit comes in, that dumb like car wash or whatever. That when that starts playing, then then the actual font fits. But they went for this Jaws like oh it's like kind of parody scary where, where you know like tongue in cheek scary like have the font match it. You're so lazy. The font <laughs> didn't match that at all. It was like conflicting. Yeah aesthetics right at the beginning of the film that's so lazy every creative decision every one of them bad every single one it's stunning mm-hmm. and that's why like i as much as as much as i despise this movie i've been drawn to it again okay. and again over the years i've se- i've seen it too many times <laughs> wow because i think it's just such a great <laughs> example of 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 this the the pure like cynicism how far it can go. Like, just, just seeing the, it's what is, I'm so drawn to with these B movies, the shark tales, where it's like, yeah, let's just give J- Jerry Seinfeld $200 million animated movie. Why not? We're DreamWorks. We can just shove in every celebrity in Hollywood and it's going to make money. We'll be all right. Yeah. Shark Tale made money, surely. Yeah, it did. Oh, yeah. yeah of course. It wasn't yeah. like the biggest hit in the world or anything. I, just, I think it probably made a good amount from the soundtrack, honestly. I think the soundtrack helped it out. Probably. A lot. Yeah, Maybe no, the they're toys. like big products. Yeah. It was and just so overt. Just at the end, where people were still buying CDs, <laughs> like they barely got in in time. Yeah, it's like a train wreck. You can't look away. And um, I guess the Academy could, it has more nominations than Synecdoche, New York. <laughs> yes, yeah, it does. yeah. yes, it does. <laughs> uh, the Academy loves it. It's kind of baffling. <laughs> yeah, picture the Academy just watching this film. Yeah. And it got nominated, and set, like the you guys uh, covered the SpongeBob movie that came out the same year. That wasn't nominated. Oh, that's better. Oh yeah, than this. that's that is better. so much. That's better definitely than better this. than this. Yeah. Maybe yeah. there was some like weird technicality in that year where it's like you can't have a live action scene in this movie. It's not animated anymore. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. And also, uh, there's a the, on the DVD one of the fantastic special Ooh. features. There's a. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's Wait, a short... Is that what it says on there? Or <laughs> yeah, it yeah, yeah, it says that. There's a, <laughs> oh my there's a, short, there's a short cub called uh, Club Oscar. It's just a parody of Saturday Night <laughs> oh, Fever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I can't believe you watched that. I was going to watch that. I didn't have time. I, I was like, fuck At it. least it didn't end on Finn, did it? It didn't say Finn. Or did Fantastic. it? Fantastic. That's what it says. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. end of the movie, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, the actual end of the movie. Like, I'm, I'm surprised Finn. they didn't. Like, That's actually surprising they that's, didn't. That's a funny Finn. joke. Yeah, why not? They did that on Finding Nemo, uh, Finn, oh. I think, right? 
I think oh, they so they couldn't. The one good joke was already taken. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> As if they care. Yeah. The Blu-ray that I have, so it's a four-movie yeah. pack. There's four Blu-rays, and it was cheaper to buy it that way than to buy Shark Tale just outright by itself. Um, <laughs> it's a DreamWorks pack with B-movie, Monsters vs. Aliens, Shark Tale, and I think Over the Hedge. Um, oh, some of the worst ones. Awesome. Yeah, well, what it's a, a good collection. Man. They're all related. Um, so <laughs> I put in the Shark Tale Blu-ray and like, as I already mentioned, like the awful looping music of just like, oh, please stop. But the 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 Blu-ray menu is like literally so lazy that I was like concerned that this was like a like a bootleg because <laughs> there's wrong. there's no words. <laughs> it just has like sim- there's like a there's like an asterisk symbol for like special features <laughs> yeah and like oh, wow. like the, the, the subtitle symbol like something you would see like maybe like a phone keyboard symbol or something that would for subtitles and then like a, i think there was like a music symbol for audios it was like you didn't even like type words it was it, it, it felt like one of those like programs you can buy for like 80 bucks or even like a freeware thing of like create mm-hmm. your own blu-ray and then they just use the default and didn't change anything and this is <laughs> this is DreamWorks, right? And not even that. Like they just didn't put any like art artistry into like designing the the Blu-ray cover. They're just like or the Blu-ray menu. Oh yeah, Very they're just like plain. fuck this. Yeah, it's like who cares? Yeah. Just, like put it out. <laughs> yeah, it's like I was looking. I, I was shocked they even had a Blu-ray of this. I thought they like just never even bothered printing a Blu-ray. Like you know, <laughs> I bet if you looked at the Shrek menu, <laughs> it would be like much better done. Like of if course, you at, if you bought like the Shrek Blu-ray, yeah, this is the four movie pack. Fuck about that. <laughs> Right, it's, <laughs> it's a four-movie free. pack. Yeah, Great you can collection. find Shark Tale like the Blu-ray for eight dollars on like Amazon. Yeah, all four it's of them were like eight dollars. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. It was like nothing. Good it's just not even it. a movie. Like I don't want to watch it in HD. Like the DVD, that's fine. Like <laughs> I don't want any more detail. Full screen. <laughs> this thing. It definitely wasn't designed to be watched in HD. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. I the, the animation's worse. When you imagine can see fucking more paying to it. see this, like in a theater, my god, like a whole family. I mean, I guess I did. That's that was my experience. I'm pretty sure I saw it in oh, the yeah? theater. Well, Although, bringing unlike the whole Alex, family to this go? movie wasn't I burned did, yeah. into my memory of like being like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. I just forgot everything about it. It was one of those movies where it's like, I know I saw it as a kid, but I just didn't remember. I didn't yeah. remember anything about it because it was so boring. Mm-hmm. There's a few movies like that where it's like I revisit sure. them, just being like, I wonder yeah, if I'll, I wonder if boring. I'll tap into any nostalgia or you know have like some weird memory or flashback or something nope i watched through the entire movie it's like wow this is like this is like i'm watching it for the first time again but it's just really bad <laughs> like yeah it's yeah. just i've had more of an appreciation no for dreamworks recently because we've watched a lot of their good stuff the kung fu pandas and, uh-huh. and so on and, um, shreks, yeah. and yeah, yeah it's just uh, like this it's like stuff. then when you see something like this or um another bad one they made um like madagascar 2 you just like yeah they they had some they had to iron out some kinks for sure like they had some things they needed to yeah it was a really kinky film yeah (laughs) (laughs) well they they were into that angelina jolie fish they had the the, those shacks were hot for her they they were trying they were trying yeah that was fucking bizarre that's like such a big part of the movie it's just like yeah she's like angelina jolie like she's a hot actress so where are you trying to tell the audience to fuck the fish (laughs) (laughs) like what are you doing in that scene (laughs) i I don't know what it's doing like is it supposed to be it's supposed to be funny they were trying to do like a (laughs) jessica rabbit type thing with her yeah right yeah yeah sure it's like that yeah definitely jessica it's definitely a jessica rabbit kind of they were trying to do a space jam lola well lola bunny was trying to be jessica rabbit too her name was jessica rabbit's like that's a classic 
Yeah, that's true. It was Lolo. Lolo, Lolo. Yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> my copy also includes a preview for Madagascar 1. I don't know if you guys yes. uh, are excited for that one to come out. <laughs> oh, Lovely. yeah. Ooh. God, they were really on a roll, weren't they, DreamWorks, <laughs> around this time? <laughs> right. They and they kind of pumping out. Yeah. They had a formula going with this because this was their fourth CG movie. They had other, they had, you know, they did like Rotel Dorado, but like these kind of, there was like Ants and Shrek one and two. They, they kind of had like, you know, they wanted to do like edgy, like they had, these movies have like cursing, like hell and damn. I guess they wanted mm. to like stand out for Pixar in that way, but th- this is like a prime example of like how badly it <laughs> dated the <laughs> Well, uh-huh. is there cursing in this? I don't even remember. Um, they said the like- N word. <laughs> <laughs> No, they didn't. You know, <laughs> I guess there's like edgier jokes, like, you know, uh, the whale's like, it's mating season and I'm feeling lucky or whatever, like stuff oh, like that. okay, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they don't say like ass, like, I was thinking more like, you know, because there's some DreamWorks movies, they say ass or damn or something, like, the Shrek movies can get pretty raunchy. Ants, there was a lot of swearing. Oh yeah, there's that creepy comment that Shark makes. Where he's like, if I wasn't married. I mean, they, like, he picked up the phone saying, like, she was getting her freak on. I was like, what do you... Yeah, like yeah. that kind of stuff. That's weird. And like, yeah, it's more like kids aren't going to understand these things, but they're not funny for They're not funny anyway, even. yeah. Like, yeah, it's not funny <laughs> yeah, at all. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the Shrek movies are genuinely funny. Like, that's why they can get away with jokes like that. Like, <laughs> the jokes are actually funny. So I wonder... Um, so this there there's a lot of films that existed, especially in this time period, that their entire concept was just to ride off of the marketability of will smith as a charismatic public figure (laughs) this is obviously one of the worst ones of those where it doesn't really the current events of will smith are not going to impact it because the film doesn't work either way and now i'm just curious are are the films where like so if people like hitch if people generally like hitch will people be able to watch that anymore and be like because that Mm. that's another film that just rides off of his charisma like it is the current event of him slapping Chris Rock and being like a complete fucking psycho, is that going to tarnish and negatively impact people's abilities to be sucked into his previous films in the same way? To watch Shark Tale? <laughs> yeah, Shark Tale. Shark Tale. <laughs> is anybody going to truly be able to love Shark What's Tale anymore? What's the suite of films that or can be ruined? I guess Men in Black's pretty fun. That, that's probably his best movie, right? I like that one. Yeah, sure. Probably. Um, but what you're saying about his charisma, that's interesting, because, you know, that's usually why you get Will Smith, is because he has a look and his yeah. acting and, yeah, his his, his 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 charisma, exactly. And in this film, yeah. they don't utilize it, really, because it's an animated film and you don't see him, really. It's just his voice. and He's not, like, the best. I mean, he's not a bad trying. voice actor. It's just, it's just so not enough. Overdone. Yeah, it's, like it's just not enough to really Smith. save the movie. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. It doesn't feel He genuine. seems like he's talking He's talking to Kitty, like he's talking down to like little yeah. kids watching the movie almost. Like, it's like voice acting. So, yeah. You know, like, 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 yeah, I'm Oscar the fish. Like, it's <laughs> yeah, not, lend me some it's fin not, It's too whatever. Kitty. Like, yeah, it was yeah so exactly. Like, he knows he's in a kid's movie. He's not really putting on a, much of a performance, ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. No. And so much of the movie, I feel like so much of the dialogue is just like yelping and yelling. It gets really irksome. Yeah. This like yeah. shouting back. It's a very shrill film. Yeah, shrill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah very loud blow. and obnoxious. <laughs> 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 what was even the point of that scene? Like the, with like, you know, the indigestion and then like the whale gets soap in its eye. It was just like, that just to felt like To show that filler. he hates sh- his job, <laughs> he's got the goop on his face. So now he has to, has motivation to be rich. Cause so he doesn't have goop on his face all day. 
Bingo. And like, why, why would he let the jellyfish up in his, you know, bachelor pad? They were torturing him like a day before. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> There's no real like consistency. Why does he get to be the manager as well at the end? He's like, rewarded <laughs> for his- there's just no logic to any of There's this. no moral compass to this film or the characters. <laughs> no moral compass, no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. And you know, uh, when I'm watching SpongeBob, like a 2D cartoon, I don't really care about like the logic of the ocean or whatever. Like uh-huh. they have beaches on that show, like Kula Goon. I don't give a shit. This movie, it's a film. I'm looking for a little more logic than like them being able to spray paint like something underwater like how does that work <laughs> like how can you spray paint something underwater and it's just constant lo- logistical things like that yeah it's just like they didn't give a fuck they really didn't care but they do that but also have jokes where like they tried to pour a cup of tea underwater and and have that punchline so right just, just just yeah you pick one choose a lane it doesn't work yeah it's one of the pick one or the other why are you taking the elevator you can just go off the belt ba- like you can swim just go off the <laughs> right, balcony. Exactly. Why yeah. do you go in the elevator? That's slower. You yeah, just fall down. Yeah. Uh huh. Float. <laughs> do I add this? Why do we even like Oscar? At least like Shrek. He's we a don't. curmudgeon, but like we- <laughs> exactly. Shrek is far more likable. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you want to follow Shrek, unlike Oscar. Yeah, yeah, he has no moral compass. He doesn't learn anything. He has no arc. He's a piece of shit. He's unlikable. Genuinely, he's <laughs> a bad person. Fish. But so is like everybody else in the movie. Like, was anyone in the movie a good person? His Maybe girlfriend like his was girlfriend, like trying the, to the pressure Renee Zellweger. Him. Oh, yeah, yeah, to be like, you should tell the truth. And he's like, no. Okay, so and everything worked. out. <laughs> <laughs> she was trying to help. Yeah, right. everything worked out. Anyway, she's in yeah. B movie as well, isn't she, Renee? Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Mm. that's weird. There's some overlap. She's love and yeah. interest in Disney Pixar and Disney uh, DreamWorks maybe, sorry. That's weird. So is this the only like Will Smith DreamWorks collab? Yeah, he was also in that uh Blue Sky movie, which I didn't see. I oh, think that's yeah. his only other Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Pigeon movie. Yeah, it looked terrible. Spies in the Skies. Wow. I heard it yeah. wasn't too bad. I forgot that was a thing. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it looked really bad. Oh. Huh. Tom Holland as well, right? Tom Holland, yeah. And I wanted to yeah. ask you, Alex, because this, you know, movie's burned in your brain. Which scene do you think is the worst? Um, oh, good question. I, I do have a couple of choices, I guess. I, I, the, the Krispy Kreme scene is, is horrendous. Like the first, <laughs> the first one. That's yeah. particularly bad where it's like. Kelpie cream? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Kelpie, where they, it's not just in the background, they actually highlight it in dialogue even. So I hope Krispy Kreme got a yeah. nice fat paycheck. For that me. ruined what could have maybe been considered a joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, oh, okay. You just want to make sure we know it's a sponsored product placement. Yeah. Cool. That's, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Make that clear. If not, though, this, uh, that opening scene, like I think, perfectly sets sets the tone and the expectations of <laughs> that what is you're really about to funny. See. Like your your yeah. passion for this film is it's contagious. <laughs> <I'm mad. laughs> yes. Yeah, it is uh-huh. truly like one of those. Like I think it is the worst DreamWorks movie I've seen. Honestly, yeah, I, I think can't it's think of worst. one. Uh huh. I think it's the pretty worst. bad. I can't think of one worse. Uh huh. And it's topical because of the Will Smith thing. I think that was a good reason to recommend it. But yeah, it's shockingly yeah. bad. And uh, it's shocking. All bad. those reasons. <laughs> shocking. <laughs> Something fishy yeah. about this one. <laughs> Jesus. It's getting as bad as the movie now. <laughs> right, yeah, the bad fun. We, we could have written a movie better than this shit, probably. Add me as a writer on the movie. There you go. All right, as, as much as I'd love to talk about this movie forever, we should probably give our ratings <laughs> and go into questions. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, um so what 10 out of 10 this right? this is a this is a the easiest one out of 10 i could give 
Wow. It's a very That's fucking low. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hot stuff. Yeah. There's, this <laughs> really? is just this is shockingly <laughs> terrible. This is just this is just so fucking bad in every way. This was awful, an awful experience. I am I am a worse person because of it. <laughs> yeah, Cam, what what would you give it? Um I'm t- I don't know if I'm quite at a one, maybe like three or four uh, out of ten clam out of shells. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Not out of f- not a five. I'm more like a two out of ten because I think food fight is worse. Definitely. It is, I yeah. think that to me that's a one out of ten. This is a two out of ten. This is like yeah. well, everything you guys said. It's you're right. I mean it's it's pretty irredeemable. I mean I I can't think of, of a single aspect of it that I thought was good. Mm-hmm. Honestly, um, yeah, I would never watch it again. I'm, I'm glad I watched it now. I mean, I'm I'm never gonna see it again. <laughs> I have no interest in ever revisiting <laughs> this. Maybe 30 years from now, when I forget about it. This is yeah okay. That's Shark Tale. <laughs> um, Did you give your yeah, rating, Alex? Yeah. Um, I kind of snuck it in when you were saying yours, oh, right? Like, honestly, it, it it does sort of just speak for itself in terms of how shit it is. Like, yeah, half a star. Okay, <laughs> can't stand I'm, this. I'm way. shocked by how low. Like, I get, I get it, but I'm shocked by how low. Like, you guys give it. That's a, but the, I get, I get the thinking with the food fight comparison, but to me, it's equally as bad because it's like, it is DreamWorks doing it. It's got the money behind it. It's got the resources, you know. Where it's like That's a food true. fight doesn't even have the resources. Mm-hmm. So you've got no excuse. Yeah. yeah. And it's not much better than Food Fight, you know? Like, I'd say the animation's <laughs> slightly better. The character design yeah. is like a constant grating irritation. It It, it, is a yeah. con- it is a constant pain throughout every frame of the experience of the film. And it's it's it is yeah. a very uh But it's just the it's the design and the story. Like you're watching a shark sit in a chair, like talk on a phone. Like that, that, <laughs> like you know, it, it looks fucking it. ugly and unnatural. It's, it's very obviously it's very bad. <laughs> like <laughs> you know. Um yeah, there's tons of shit like yeah. that. No, uh, sir, okay. I, I don't I guess. like it. No, sir. <laughs> yeah. Uh cool cool. Yeah, I'm glad we talked about Shark yeah. Tale. Thank you, Cam. Yeah. Further yeah, oh, thanks, thank Cam. You, Adam, Alex, Ralph. Yeah, yeah it was a uh, <laughs> that was fun, fantastic discussion. <laughs> <laughs> what a movie! All right, uh, we got time for a few questions here. Okay, let's do some questions from the Sodocast community. If you want to leave your own for us to answer in future questions, head over to the suggestion thread in the subreddit and ask whatever you feel like. Just like Vince is depressed, did he's going to start us off here. What would you consider by your definition or example as being overrated? My friend just saw The Godfather for his film class and thought it was overrated. I counted his argument because he loves the MCU and pointed out those movies are just as popular. So what do you think constitutes as overrated? <laughs> friend is stupid. <laughs> I'm I'm more likely uh, to consider something to be underrated than overrated. I don't think I often think yeah. of things as overrated because like, even if something is, you know, like... It means a lot to someone else. I'm never going to be like, oh. Yeah, it seems so subjective. Yeah. Whereas if there's a movie that I think more people should see and they've just never been exposed to it, that's an easy way to be like, oh, this is underrated. Or like if people are judging it on a surface level and no one's really, you know, appreciating aspects or even acknowledging aspects that I appreciate, then I might consider something underrated. I don't really consider a lot of movies overrated. Just 
Me either. Yeah. Maybe on a subjective level, I could be like, well, I don't like this as much, but that's not really what that is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't find it to be a a very meaningful uh, way of describing movies. Overhype. Overhype. Maybe if you're like literally talking about like the scores on IMDb, you might say this is (laughs) overrated slightly. Um, Sure. But that's so like mathematical and it's, Mm -hmm. I just don't really think about it that kind of way. Yeah, underrated is much more useful. Yeah, it's more fun, you know, because you're drawing people's attention to something they might not have seen, you know, something that's really good. Yeah, I think that's more, yeah, useful. Maybe Uh the case of the everything all at once, there was constant, like, Twitter love for that movie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You could say, like, overhype a bit, maybe. Not that I thought it was, I mean, the movie's great. I don't don't even say overhype, but there was a lot of hype behind it that could get annoying, I guess. It's like constant people saying like the same shit about the movie. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's the greatest movie ever made. It's the greatest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a lot of that when that movie came out. I feel yeah, like, yeah, it's a great movie. It's kind of this human thing where like everyone wants to be the first person to find the the like great thing. Exactly. No and, yeah, mm-hmm. but then, but then the contrarians once they hear everyone who's already seen it, like the, you know, some people just have that switch. It's like oh. Yeah, I've heard the, the everything everywhere is awesome, but so I'm gonna go in like ready, knowing what everyone loves about it, like looking for the for the weaknesses. Yeah, it's like this whole mm-hmm. mind game with this. Mm. Like, Point is even thinking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but yeah. I, you know, that's part of the experience. Like, I think you can genuinely feel that way. Like, that's why I try not to look at the ratings or anything, so it doesn't affect my opinion or like the tweets of people overhyping something or whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Let me just watch it the way. You know, I want to look at it. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do this one from uh, Butter467. What are some of your guys' favorite and least favorite character designs in animated movies, shows, and video games? Uh, Oscar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oscar's a good one. Fucking Lion King and Lion King. Best, worst. <laughs> there Best we go. Yeah. <laughs> guess, yeah, yeah, guess which one I'm talking about. It'd be each one. <laughs> Two different Lion Kings. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, my favorite show is The Simpsons. So I always love, you know, like you can pretty mm. much like identify every Iconic. character, even like by their silhouette. Yeah. So I love those. And yeah. Like, you know, Toy Story, uh, uh, you know, I think all the toys are, you know, they still look, you know, they're always very appealing. Like everybody's distinct from each other. Pixar yeah. is really great with the designs. So they're excellent at character design. The characters, like Monsters Inc., they always mm-hmm. do. Yeah. You know, all those Monsters Inc. movies or the shorts. Yeah. The monsters look great. They're also different. Some of them are fluffy. Some of them look like snake like. People, you know, creatures like reptilian, like is perfect variety. It's like so good. Yeah, they clearly put a lot more thought in their design than like DreamWorks did with Shark Tale or <laughs> I don't yeah. know, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I love the designs in Miyazaki movies a lot. Um, I was really creative. Sure. Mm-hmm. There's so many in video games, like um, quite like Psychonauts. That's like a weird off the wall one that I kind of played recently. Psychonauts two has some weird character designs in there offbeat, like reminding me of like nineties Nickelodeon or something weird kind of Tim Burton as well a little bit. I like, um, uh, I like me some, uh, yeah. If we're going to talk about video games, yeah. Hans labyrinth character design. Mm. Oh, sure. Yeah. Those are excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Guillermo is yeah. Really talented. Guillermo um, mm-hmm. designer with that kind of stuff. We were talking about like designs in video games. Those um those from software games have like really good yeah like, design true. work yeah, they do, with like uh, yeah. the environments and the bosses. Um, 
they do a really good job with that. Like, really sticks out to me. There's one um in Elden Ring. Like, I just played it. I'm like, wow, that's like a really good like just the the design of like the boss or whatever. Um, I was like, wow, that's like really creepy. His name is Rikard. <laughs> if like so, people know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's like a serpent with like this like head on the like the back of it or whatever. <laughs> And it has, like, this fucking creepy voice, like, join my family. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, what the fuck? It's freaky. Like, it's hard for a video game to get, like, that kind of emotion out of me. So, mm-hmm. uh, I do commend that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, the, the Souls games are a good choice. So just yeah. the other day, I was, like, watching a YouTube video that was, like, just a a compilation of all the freakiest designs from, from Bloodborne, the Soul yeah. series. And oh, yeah. Really they're creative. Really creative and creepy. Mm-hmm. I know I'm probably forgetting something. I know there's a movie or something I'm forgetting. Yeah, other countless. Yeah, there's so many. I mean, I like uh, Catman. He's a funny. I like the just the design of all yeah. lot of the South Park characters. It is like instantly funny. Yeah, sure. I, yeah, I like yeah, their triangle smile. That like default little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, sure. All right, another okay. question. Let's do this one from uh, r slash jar media question mainly for alex and ralph uh, how do you feel about the mcu shows that have been released thus far i believe one division was mentioned before but how about falcon oh. and winter soldier loki hawkeye and moon knight moon knight yeah sam have you seen any of these as yeah, well I've, yeah. I've watched a little bit of one division uh but that's about it and i i keep getting moon knight confused with the movie moonlight <laughs> yeah joke <laughs> but i think they're much different yeah, yeah I, I mentioned that to someone too they're like moonlight <laughs> i'm like no moon knight uh uh, the the WandaVision ones. That's that's probably the best one. That's probably the best yeah, show I've, I've seen. I've seen WandaVision that. and Loki. WandaVision yeah. was okay, but the, yeah, they, they just always do the same thing. Where they're like, oh, they start off with a spark of like, oh, this is kind of interesting and weird for the MCU. But by the end of it, it's like, oh yeah, this is <laughs> it's mm-hmm. very much the MCU. I don't know what I was expecting. You know, right. like by it the end of WandaVision, where it, yeah, it just evolves into a big like one villain fighting the good guys, like the same as the yeah, just that typical shit. Yeah. Yeah. And Loki, I guess, was okay. I just, I don't know. I, I don't find these that interesting. They seem like, like the movies already feel like filler sometimes. So this is like filler for the filler. It feels mm-hmm. like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, they don't do much for me either. I don't like, I don't hate them or I don't even think they're average. Yeah. Like they're pretty well done. They're just like so bland. Like it's quite forgettable. Yeah. Yeah. Like what you're saying. They, they devolve into the same kind of um, tropes. The, the villain, the, 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 they fight at the end. But in a movie, it's, it's so much different. Like the, the structure, like they don't keep you going episode by episode, like in quite the same way. Like you do see as the show goes on, it slowly, it like slowly gets worse. Like it slowly gets more and more like a conventional show and less unique, which is, I feel like that was the case for WandaVision anyway. Mm hmm. And yeah, so many of the shows, like, at least WandaVision had a hook, and at least it needed to be a show, because that's kind of part of that story. I'm like, oh, okay, they integrate it really well. You know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that that felt like filler to me. Um, that's probably the worst of the, the MCU shows I've seen, just because it didn't, it didn't really serve much of a point, really. And uh, yeah, like, that could have been a movie, too. Like, it doesn't need to be a show. It honestly felt padded out, like, really padded out. Um and it was just about getting, you know, um, what's his name? The Falcon. It's just about getting him into the Captain America suit, basically. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. you're watching six hours of like this shit just so, just for that. 
like just for this one little nugget of like lore for the MCU. It's like yeah, it's kind of lame. Like you keep people going, and I, I think they've disappointed people too with like how little they actually explore in these shows. Like. They don't want to introduce too much because they don't want to affect the films in such a profound yeah, way. Yeah, kind of because I don't think a lot of people watch the shows, not nearly as many. So it's just like, yeah, it's like they like that that WandaVision show. There, there's so much like potential there. Like we thought they were setting mm-hmm. up like the mutants with the X Men. We thought like, well, Quicksilver's in the show. Like, um, Evan Peters is in that show. Like, we thought they were setting up something with him, but like it, it goes nowhere because they they can't step over the toes of like. Spider-Man No Way Home or whatever fuck, like the big Marvel yeah. movie. So it just, yeah, it becomes like, uh, you know, uh, Evan Peters is actually just an actor hired by the bad guy mm-hmm. and his name is Ralph Boner. Like that was awful. <laughs> that, that's like the stupidest fucking twist I think I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Cause they know what they're doing too. They're like playing uh, with your expectations they, to they definitely make you are. think something and then pull the rug under you. Yeah. That episode format, like they're sent up like aerospace engineer. Like that's one thing they say. So people are like, oh, is that Mr. Fantastic from the Fantastic Four? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> is yeah. Mephisto in the show? Like there's all this shit. And then like, yeah, nothing. Like, cause they can't, there's only so much they can do, I guess. Um, so what, what else have, what other fucking shows are there from them? This, this, this like everyone's talking about five. Moon Knight at the moment. I don't yeah, really yeah, but there's some that weird screenshots from yeah. it, which I barely yeah. remember. Loki, like it was fine. I like Tom Hiddleston, but yeah, Moon Knight. I like right. the directors um, of Moon Knight based on the one movie yeah. I've seen from them. Um, they directed a film that I saw earlier in the year called Something in the Dirt, and it was just so like, like two dudes making a movie together, and that was like the whole point, sort of thing. Uh, it was so yeah. much fun. It was like uh, kind of like creepy but funny. It, it had a great tone. Like, and they've just been doing this uh, for a while. So now I want to check out their old catalog. But yeah, the fucking Disney gave them this show. They they directed every episode of the first season. Um, also, mm-hmm. like one of the main characters died in real life. Uh, like after they finished the first season, uh, I think it was like a skiing accident. In Moon Knight. Yeah, in um, oh. that uh, Russian guy, that, that young. Was it Russian? I don't know. I think remember. it was no. French. French? Yeah, guy? yeah. I think he was a French I don't, actor, I'm not yeah. familiar with this person, but I just find that, I guess, kind of unfortunate and also interesting that it's like, okay, well, this is like a pretty pivotal character in this show, supposedly, and just fucking died. So mm-hmm. that sucks. Shit. Yeah, I missed yeah. that. I didn't see about that. Yeah, I wasn't wearing a Moon helmet. Knight's, it's not done yet, I don't think. Moon Knight's fine. I mean, it's... Maybe slightly better than some of the other ones, just because mm-hmm. like you, that director, like at least you you have that one vision, right? I think mm-hmm. that kind of helps a lot. <laughs> like it, it feels very focused, and like uh, some of the bad ones, like Falcon and Winter Soldiers, all over the fucking place. Like they're setting up all kinds of shit, like uh, uh, Winter Soldier with the Wakandans and like <laughs> all this crazy shit. Um, Moon Knight's like it, it's kind of a fresh start too. It's um. It's not focused on anyone. What's the hook of Moon Knight? What's like, the hook what, of it? it? Well, I guess the yeah. hook is that it's a new hero. That's like the first thing, right? It's someone you've never seen. And it's Oscar Isaac playing him. And there's mm-hmm. like this whole, um, it's almost like Venom, <laughs> where uh, he's like, what? he's got different versions of himself that he's like, he's got voices in his head, you know, he's trying to like battle, oh, okay. kind of like Venom too. Is it Goopy? Um, but, is it a Goopy movie? No, no, it's not really it's like Goop. Egyptian it's more like Egyptian <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. like mythology, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, it, I think it works well in the show. Like, Oscar Isaac definitely 
is really good in the show. Like he plays these two different characters, or I think three, maybe. Uh, I don't know if he's Moon Knight or not. Like, he does it all really well, like the different portrayals of the character, and you know he's good in the show. And the show has like a bit more of a style to it, like I said, than like uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is easily the worst of those shows. <laughs> um, but it's just like at the end of the day, it's like I, I don't know. It's like you said, Alex. It's the same Marvel shit, like. I, I yeah. haven't seen the full thing yet. It, hopefully it gets like, I think they'll do something, uh, a little more interesting maybe later on. Cause that's kind of like this, this last episode was pretty good. I think like most people really like the, the fourth one, the fourth episode the most okay. out of like mm-hmm. any of them. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't know. It could just fucking devolve into the same crap again at, <laughs> at this yeah. point. There's nothing about it that's like, it's not like succession or anything. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it's not. It doesn't stand in my mind. Is that Marvel's still not really nailed like the television um, part? Yeah, it always seems additive. It's always like a cherry. Yeah, on top of it feels like an extra supplemental bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, supplemental. right, supplemental. Mm. Yeah, uh, I wish I liked them more. Yeah, they're they're fine. I I think I like WandaVision probably the best, or like the Moon, even Moon Knight. Like, I would recommend those. Was there another one? Oh yeah, Hawkeye. Like the same yeah, we're I talking about. With that <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. fine. Like I wouldn't recommend it to you guys. No, I don't think you'd like it. It's like it gives Jeremy Renner something to do. Um, yeah. he was good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you want to do one last question? Let's end on this one. A kind of simple one from a Swistifer two thousand. What are your favorite snacks to have at a movie theater? I feel like we've probably answered some form of this before, but it's been a while. I like um. Chocolate covered raisins because uh, they're easy. Like, Yuck! Not, like you know, like, <laughs> not too messy. It's fucking gross. So. I like I like chocolate covered almonds. Like yeah, and uh, okay. Chex Mix or popcorn. <laughs> I like those. <laughs> yeah, Chex Mix is all right. Yeah, you like Skittles? Yeah, they're they're kind of sugary. No. Oh, I like sugar. I got like a sweet tooth. I like I like loud food. I like celery. I like yeah. pop rock. I'm one of those dickheads. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm like, I like loud food, and I like food that's like hot. Bags that, of chips yeah, that I have crackling. to like crinkle. <laughs> the and... people like the people at working at the movie theater. They have to fucking like heat something up for me. Like that's that's the kind <laughs> of food. I'm like that kind of asshole. Like I want warm nachos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't something. really snack much during movies, but if there's a like if I'm ever back in a state that has the Alamo Draft House, I'm definitely gonna like order some food there. I was in a theater in oh, yeah. uh oh, yeah. in Georgia recently and I just ordered their like they it was one of those dine in things and I forget what the chain was called, but it was like a very it, it had some personality to it, but um I ordered the just like this appetizer platter to share with like a couple friends. It was like it was an insane amount of food. They brought it in like a big pizza box and it was like the the portion cool. sizes in the states i'm just i'm so not used to georgia especially <laughs> getting your money worth yeah yeah, yeah. Um, sounds yeah good. it was good but yeah for sure like, yeah you, you do that like you get, get the fat, food though. brought to you at at the theater i've never done that I, i've seen people do it but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah there's a couple times it's, it's pretty nice some chains that yeah do i'm it. sure yeah yeah like the amc near me does it alamo draft house is awesome yeah yeah alamo draft house yeah I mean, yeah, I usually try to get a snack though. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, I, like uh, I usually get a soda, or like a you know the giant fucking gulp of I soda. See. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get like a big gulp basically. <laughs> yeah, every time I go. Yeah, just that's like the only time I have soda really is when I go to the theater. What was it about popcorn that made popcorn settle as the cinema snack? 
Especially considering the fact that like the the onomatopoeia pop, it's like it's like part of it's like a loud noise and um, part of the product, and it's allowed to eat too. Pro- probably the price markup. <laughs> it's easy to yeah, keep it going through a theater, like you know, const- literally just like in order for a theater to produce it, it's like nothing. Um, they can make mm-hmm. it really quick and easy, have a constant flow of fresh new popcorn. Uh, just like soda, yeah. Popcorn and soda, it's all about the amount of money they can make off of it. Yeah. 99% product, profit margin, yeah. That's that's a good reasoning. That's good reasoning, Adam. Money is always a good... It's like yeah, cotton candy. Yeah, you can just like make an infinite amount of it, basically. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. You just need like yeah. the machine and the whatever. Yeah, I like popcorn. Movie theater popcorn is always like a bit too... like greasy and like too salty for me it's like it's always it's a little bit too much i prefer something like a little bit lighter sure i usually get it for the novelty not always get the fake butter <laughs> imitation butter you can pour on it at amc yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah imitation I, I'm, I'm more likely to bring a snack in if i know it's going to be like a louder movie yeah. if i know it's going to be some quiet contemplative <laughs> dialogue heavy thing maybe <laughs> sure. not gonna get yeah. the <laughs> the huge pile of food celery and carrots yeah maybe not those kinds of movies yeah yeah and oysters the northmen i was snacking <laughs> yeah and an entire crab and that you have to like <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah yeah lobsters crab and butter and <laughs> cracking it open yeah i thought it was funny bill Hader mentioned he used to work as like a theater usher and some guy tried sneaking in a wedding cake to a movie awesome <laughs> i snuck in an uh, entire pizza oh cool yeah that's cool. nice you should be allowed to bring in just like water bottles though like the, the, the fucking oh, they price don't let you in a water bottle where you are well if they catch you they're you like yeah it? you gotta hide it like in your can you not take really? a backpack in yeah, well, you could you can hide it. They're not going to like go through your stuff. But yeah, they, you can't just like openly walk in with a water bottle, which is like you know the price mark up there. It's like fucking eight dollars for a bottle of water. Like <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. That has. To, I would assume that's against some sort of theater. law here because like you're allowed to bring water into it. You could at least, at the very least, bring an empty bottle and get it filled up for free. Uh, for sure. Like yeah. they wouldn't be able to prevent you from doing that. But oh, AMC's are these ex- exclusive places. <laughs> My experience with movie theaters is like, yeah, je- I'll like bring a backpack with some stuff in it, but like they never searched my backpack. But over the past like fifteen years or whatever, I've noticed that like employees just like give less and less of a shit. Like they they yeah. can they For can sure. assume that you have food on you or like a drink or whatever. But they're not going to do... Like, in my experience, they've just stopped giving a shit. Like, maybe 15 years ago, they'd be like, hey, you can't bring that in. But, like, sure. I don't know. It seems over time, the employees care less and less is what... Mm-hmm. I still wouldn't walk out openly with, like, a water bottle or some, mm-hmm. like, food that's not from the theater. Because I would... You know, they tell you, like, throw it out or something. It's usually what they did. Like, when I was younger, mm-hmm. that's what they did. thought this was America. <laughs> <laughs> not in AMC. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Then you're not in America. Then you're in AMC. Are they self-governing? Yeah, basically. <laughs> AMC is their own... Um, yeah. They have their own laws. Yeah. yeah. They're not allowed to bring in any kind of H2O. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Those are... Yeah, those are some good questions. And yeah, nice. uh, I guess oh, yeah. the there's a movie film recommendation yeah. from Let's Alex, see. I think. It's me, I think. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um, so I've got one... I assume we've all seen... I'd be shocked if all of us in this court now had not seen this movie, but it's one I feel like deserves a, an episode, its own podcast. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about James Cameron movie. Uh-oh. Avatar. 
Oh shit. <laughs> I want to do Avatar. There's no um, 4K yeah, Blu-ray okay. yet, but sure, let's do it. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Well, they, uh, I'm also torn on that there are different cuts, I believe. There's an extended oh, version, there's like added. Oh no. Yeah, so maybe just Oh, interesting. Yeah, have you guys ever seen that extended one? I, I would I'm... watch the extended one like this time, just because I've never seen it. Okay. So you know what's okay. really funny? I bought a Blu-ray what? for this movie when it first came out, and I got it for like kind of cheap because I worked at Blockbuster. Yeah. Same here. And this yeah. will be the first time I put it into my Blu-ray player. <laughs> it's, That's this funny. is this is like twelve years in the making, and I I knew I would wow. play it eventually. Oh, funny! I was gonna hang on to it unless no, a four K. I added came it out. to my um my Sardonicus recommended list because I I kept seeing people like spreading yeah. the like meme of like name one character from Avatar. Yeah, <laughs> which I think is like, kind of funny. I agree. We do have to talk about this for sure. Yeah, Natiri. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, got him. Yeah, cool. Uh, Cam, have you seen this movie? Have you heard of it? It's kind of like a obscure, uh... yeah, kind of a niche. Uh, maybe one. One. yeah. I actually like Avatar. It's funny, uh, you know, because yeah. the sequel's coming I out. I do too. I, I remember my, I think we're, what were we in like seventh grade? My friend was like, it might be like ten years before the next one. I'm like, nah, I'll be <laughs> now, now he's married. <laughs> it's yeah. so funny. <laughs> really yeah, good. yeah, crazy. He'll de-age everybody. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next one. I mean. Yeah. Should be interesting. I, yeah, this will be a good conversation. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting. Yeah, okay. sure. Thank mm-hmm. you okay. for the recommendation. If you listening yeah. at home don't want to be spoiled for James Cameron's Avatar, uh, watch <laughs> the film before the next episode. Excuse me. These episodes come out every two weeks publicly. Uh, you can listen to them early if you go to sardonicast.com, uh, sign up for premium. It's $2 a month. Or go to patreon.com slash sardonicast. Also, we've got merch. Uh, link in the description. Also, fan art uh, posted on the subreddit or hashtag on Twitter, Sardonicast fan art. Also, uh, there is now someone uh, managing a Sardonicast highlights channel that we're trying to get monetized. Oh, yeah. Uh, so go search that up. I guess we'll put that in the description. We should probably do that. Um, yeah. Well, Sardonicast highlights. It'll be easy to find. Uh. Um, also, yes. <laughs> thank you for joining us, Cam. <laughs> thank you for having me, guys. This was fun. I was I wasn't gonna forget to say that, but <laughs> oh, I, of course I, I didn't yeah. figure you one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Thanks. Uh, had a good time as always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for joining. Yeah, thank you, yeah, guys. Fun combo. Yeah, yeah. That was a lot of fun. Cool, cool. Thanks for the the movie pick, Shark Tale. <laughs> it's. Classic. I'm glad that you did it, so I wouldn't have to live with the shame of doing it. Yeah, because <laughs> I was considering it yeah. at one point. We we had to talk about it eventually. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm glad yeah, somebody else perfect did that timing. for me. It was, it's an Oscar nominated film. We can't ignore it. Yeah, yeah. the Academy watching that man. Oscar, Oscar, yeah. Oscar. They're like, yeah, this is good. Actually, like <laughs> <laughs> this deserves to be nominated. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a happy Trek tale. Something. I don't know. <laughs> Bye bye everybody. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks for trucking. Bye. 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 B